Hey everyone, this is Joel. And I'm Kyron. And this week, we're coming Nintendo directly to you with a brand new episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Joel, sometimes sometimes old age strikes you down a bit. Yep, yep, no, I'm feeling his, it. His last couple of days have been a bit like that. Yep, no, I'm, fe- I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you. Um, but are we, for starters, in the same room together? Yes. Good times. You'll notice, like, you know, significant uh, lack of... Uh, Lag and delay in our audio, yes. <laughs> I mean, large of that, but you will find that as you as you edit this by just putting an intro and outro. Yeah, I have got to do. I've got to put the bumpers in. I've got, and that okay, but I've got some work to do. No more like less this, work this week. No trying to sync shit up. Yeah, much less work. <laughs> I yeah. hope unless you want me, I can try and like delay my audio if you want. <laughs> just like, we'll just, like put, leave weird just, gaps. Just like, we don't want to upset our fans too much. We don't want to have like, you know, any inconsistencies with our, with our show. So like, if you ask me something, I'll just let it hang. So I remember there was this whole thing, like, just going off a weird tangent, but I remember this whole thing about like DJs, um, like being like accused of like not actually playing music and like some of them would actually fuck up on purpose just to prove no, that they're so actually... They yeah. Yeah. And I was like, so maybe I shouldn't have to, but I'll yeah. just put some like weird... Time delays, yeah, just so, yeah. so they get that yeah. Discord feel. So you got, yeah, exactly. You got that 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 that, uh, that dialogue options love that you 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 came here for. But we're just place. we're just always crossing our fingers for Discord or the internet's not going to be like, nah, man, I'm good, I'm yeah, out. but yeah, look, it's, it's one of those two, one of those two. Um, but anyway, we we are in the same room together. We, we are. We've we've done some fun stuff over the last couple of days, actually. We actually did. It's some really cool shit. Um, we, we did also have a week off. Well, yes, yes. I had a weekend off, so it's uh oh uh, yeah oh, I meant off I the show. Of the... We did have a week off. Uh, that, we, well, we I had, mean, we had business to tend to. Well, I guess that kind of relates into it as well. Yeah, work was kind of fucking me over a little bit, so I was getting a little bit ruined by that. And uh, so some time feeling a it little happens. bit, of, a little bit of the burnout. Um, it happens, you know, pretty early to be feeling that at like in mid February, but. Uh, it happens you know, to the rest of us. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're reloaded. We're refreshed. We're ready to roll again. Um, and last yeah, night... We did. Well, last night we, we went and saw a Ninja Sex Party. And Twerp. And Twerp. Yeah, Tupperware Remix Party. Uh, holy shit. This was a good show. Um, yeah. Do we, do we talk briefly about the debacle of getting uh, in? I don't know if I want to relive it, Karen. <laughs> getting in and out. Like, getting in, awful. The show itself, amazing. Getting out, garbage. Like, it was just... There was that one, like, the, the, that two-hour gap in the middle where everything was just like, this is fucking great. And it was that two-hour gap where it was in the hands of Twerp and Ninja Sex Party. Exactly, So, of yeah. course, it was the good part. Who, like, absolutely destroyed the place. It was awesome. And, but, uh, yeah, it, look, I'm not going to lie, the forum, not, not, not doing super great in terms of, uh... Their organization, I guess, when it comes to events like this. I mean, this, I, was, this was my first time there, and you had spoken briefly about 
other shows you'd seen there recently? Yeah, I like I've had I've been there a few times for a few different events. I, I'm, I'm ones that have been sold out as well, and I just I've never had an experience that was as a uh, pretty trash fire as this one. Um, there was a block, uh, there was a, a line around the block to get into the place, and then a subsequent second line that started next to where the end, well, the start, no. Like a little bit down from the start, because yeah. the, the, the line started in the middle, obviously, at the box office, yeah. and stretched out a bit, and then turned right and can proceeded around the block. Yeah, so if you've ever been to Melbourne, and you you know where the forum is, or if you've ever been to Hosier Lane, in Melbourne, where a lot of the um, famous graffiti art is, it's a Could, very very couldn't see it this weekend. No, no, no. I mean, we did. We had plenty of time to stand there and look at it. Um, well, when the people disappeared. Yeah, exactly. Like when we were there for when like, we got shuffled from the gutter to the wall, we could yeah. we could sort of enjoy it a bit more. It was, um, yeah, it was it was pretty trash. But like, I mean, I don't want to dwell too much on like the negative impacts of of the night. But um, the show itself was amazing. Yes, the show was very good. Um, first time in Australia and. Yeah, if you're not familiar with uh, Ninja Sex Party, or Tupperware Remix Party for that matter, but um, Ninja Sex Party is made up of uh, Dan Arvidan and uh, Brian Wecht, also known as Danny Sexbang, and Ninja Brian, uh, their personas when it comes to uh, Ninja Sex Party. Uh, obviously, both uh, work for Game Grumps, really, because I yeah. think Brian works there as well. He's uh, he's not so much on the Grumps episodes, but I think he's still he's still involved. He's still there. Yeah. Well, he, even if not, like he still works very closely with both Aaron and Dan on Starbomb. Exactly, so. yeah. So uh, if you've heard of any of those things, you know who we're talking about. If uh, you haven't, then you'll just probably skip forward a bit. Or, or go and check them out. Yeah, also, and you've got, you've got hours upon hours of like great content for you to enjoy there. Cause, be aware of said content. Uh, yeah. Largely songs about dicks. Yep, yep. About dicks. Sex. Um, sex. Pretty funny sometimes. Oh, though. yeah, yeah. Eating food in the shower. That's also another one. Yeah. Very real issues. Um, yeah, exactly. Tackling the hard head issues. Although there are, if, if that's not your thing, they also have some pretty good cover albums. They do, so yeah. That's also an option. Under the covers, one and two are also both really, really good. Um, but yeah, Tupperware Remix Party is also a like a weird 80s synth rock infused band where all the members are completely anonymous and wear weird costumes and have different like, personas. Yeah, got like, like Daft Punk vibes from them. Yeah, yeah, with like completely with like, you know, like uh, speak box vocoder uh, vocals and really cool synths and keytars and... I'll be honest, like I've listened to a lot of like obviously Ninja Sex Party because that's the main reason I went and I know that on the most recent album, Twerp had, was sort of backing them up as their band. Yeah, and I, I believe the last covers album as well. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I think that, that I think Under sense. the Covers 2 was the first time they worked. Was it? I feel like they may have been on the first one, maybe, a little bit as well. Oh, I maybe. think they were in some music videos. I would be very surprised if they weren't involved in, like, 69, 69 as well. Yeah. Another one but either, either way, like, I epics. was very familiar with them, but I was not familiar with Twerp. Mm-hmm. But, boy, did they put on a hell of a show. Yeah, because the way it worked Ninja was... Ninja Sex Party. Yeah, they were the support act, and then yeah. they stopped for, like, five minutes, and then Ninja Sex Party came out, and they played with them as well. So they basically did, All, like, yeah. two shows. Almost the entire... There was one song where I got a break. Yeah, um, and where they did, like, an acoustic version of uh, Dinosaur Laser Fight, which was great. Um, but anyway, we had a really, really good time. It was uh, good. Good fun. We had some good, we had some hot chicken beforehand. We did. Um, did some and, fine music. Yes. Uh, and today we went to the zoo. Yeah. It's a good day. It's been a good day. We had a nice, we had a nice meal tonight. Got, got somewhat sunburned. Yeah, a little bit sunburned. Feeling a little bit warm now. Um. Which I'd remember for some, for some screen, but. 
The last? Yeah, well, it was kind of a last-minute thing going to the zoo anyway, so it was like an impromptu thing. Um, And the son was just like, well, I'm taking advantage of this. Yes, uh, definitely. I'm going to burn you to a crisp. But we've also played some... In the the break we've had, the little mini break, we've also played some games. Um, So I think without further ado, I think we should probably get into checking in with the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. Our quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, uh, where we come back and report on our uh, experiences and uh, progress in certain games and different things over the week or two that we've had off, um, uh, and uh, present them on the show. So we've got a few different things this week. Um, should we start off by 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 prefacing everything with we've both finished Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, three. Well, we finished Kingdom Hearts we, 2. We have also finished that's a true, Kingdom Hearts 2. That's a true fact, but Kingdom Hearts 3, we have finished. We have seen credits and epilogue and, and secret, secret movie. movie. Uh, you actually watched me do it last I night. I did. I so. made you do it at like, it was three in the morning when yeah, we finished. when we got back from the gig. But I was uh, like, no, you're doing this and I'm watching. It was it was good. Um, I think that's all we really want to say because we might be doing something else. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we can at least talk about the fact that we're happy, yes. But if you want to, if you want to sort of like spice up a tease, I have some notes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I there was, are some talking points. Yeah, like it was interesting, like talking to you afterwards after finishing it and just being like, "Hi, oh, yeah. oh wait, huh? Okay, all right." So, uh, we, and even just sort of digesting the endings as well, like you're like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> And just the general story. To Wikipedia I go. Yeah. And like fan like um fan theory videos, ahoy. Let's let's roll with we it. We ain't out yet. <laughs> yeah. Let's um but I think yeah, we just wanted to say yeah. that we both finished it. We finished it. it. We're happy. I've been thinking about it and I'm I'm still thinking about it. Mm, yeah. I we have got a bit of processing to do with it. Um but uh, we might do something in the future. Well we are planning on doing something. We are in the doing future. something in the future. It's just a matter of organizing it. Yeah. And wrangling it all together. Yeah, getting getting uh, everyone and timing wise together. As well. Yeah, um, but apart from that, we've played some other games this week. Um, I mean, I've played. Well, should we tackle the one that we both played like very briefly? Yeah, we may as well. Mostly because it also is a. It's probably like it's funny because of our week off. Like when we get into our dope on dope new stuff, it's going to be very one topic centric. Yeah, because we can wrap it into this. But this game came out. In our week off, and also exploded. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's I, exploded is almost an understatement. I think it just like imploded, then exploded, then imploded again, and then sort of like fell from the sky. Somehow, just continues expanding. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but uh, we both dabbled very, very briefly in Apex Legends. So, I mean, if you're not familiar with Apex Legends, uh, welcome to the video game industry because you're obviously new here. Um, cause it's pretty, it's been pretty, oh, oh, like, without sounding like, you know, I'm being a bit of a dick, but like, well, it's been pretty hard to avoid. I mean, we've got numbers, right? Yeah. So like within like the first week, Vince Sampella is just like, Hey, yo, like Apex Legends, like as far as like unique players, like 25 million. Yeah. We've at. With like a, I think over the weekend he said like a peak concurrent player count of about over 2 million. Right. That's crazy. That's nuts. This, so... <laughs> This game, 
So, this game, again, this is old news, but I still want to recap it because it's still crazy to me. This game existed in a form of leaks and rumors, like, on, like, a Friday. Yeah. There was, like, whispers of a respawn battle royale and, like, the hashtag, like, Apex Partner. Yeah. And then on Sunday, I guess, like, that, that Sunday, this is now, like, I think a week and a half ago now, mm-hmm. like, a, a bunch of the Twitch, like, personalities and stuff that were invited to play it started tweeting out pictures in a very... Very fire festival way, just sort of pictures of them having fun playing some sort of mystery game with like yep. hashtag Apex Partner, mm-hmm. which honestly, like now I played the game, no, no issues, but I it did throw up some warning flags for me. I was yeah. like, I just watched the fire festival documentary. This yeah. seems very familiar. It's um, yeah, it seemed it seemed like there was something smelt a little fishy. Yeah, but then Monday, like yeah, embargo broke. All the big sites were talking about it. Like respawn had a full stream. Uh, and the internet love currently loves Apex Legends. Yeah, it's nuts. So, um, like you said, it's from Respawn Entertainment, who is uh, owned by uh, EA now. I think they're they're owned yeah, by yes, yeah, they are. They're, uh, they're and EA pretty hands off with this. Yeah, um, I mean, there's obviously microtransactions involved, but yes. this is also a free to play. Exactly, game. it's free to play. So, and there's there's a balance there. It has. Oh, six six playable heroes. Yep, with two heroes that you can unlock by playing a buttload of a game. I think it's eight actually. I think it's six you can play as, and, and then, then two, two extra ones. Yeah, yeah, six plus two. Yep, uh, and yeah, those two are locked. You can buy them with with like currency that you can purchase, or if if you are patient, like playing enough of the game will eventually yield them. But it will take time. Well, and that comes into an interesting thing because, like, obviously, if you're enjoying the game, you're going to play it a lot. Yes. Whereas, so you're going to get a lot of the rewards, which means you can afford to buy those. Or on the flip side, you're going to be playing the game a lot and you really, you're like, you're enjoying it and having fun yeah. with it and you want to support the devs. So you shell out some coin for it because it is a free to play game. The barrier of entry is super low um, in terms of like uh, price point. And I think a character breaks down to like maybe eight bucks, nine bucks. Something yeah. Like that. I think like you can get both of them for like 20, 25 or something like yeah. that. When you, when you buy like the, the currency. Yeah. Cause you've got to buy it as a pack, but um. But uh, yeah, so from Respawn Entertainment. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with Respawn Entertainment, uh, they are the the folks behind uh, uh, the X, like Call of Duty devs, is it? Or are they actually yes, have, yeah, maybe uh, X <laughs> to get to jump in a time machine, like yep. yeah, the original Fallout with Infinity Ward and Activision That's and right. lawsuits and Modern Warfare and. Yeah, Vince Sampella and, oh god, the other guy, oh no, what's the other person's name? Because I know Vince Sampella, like, yeah. that name just sticks to me. It's because, I mean, again, again it's, he's been prominently in the news in the last uh, the last week or two, because he's been, obviously, touting his new game. Um, but yeah, so, the ex sort of Call of Duty devs moved on, EA bought them, they made the first Titanfall game, which was an Xbox One launch title. Jason West. Jason go. West and, and Vince Sampella. There we go. That yep. was that was bugging me. There we are. All right, we got we covered it. Um, but yeah, they made the first Titanfall game. It did pretty well. A lot of people were like, "Yeah, it's multiplayer only," and like they tried to tell it like by saying, "Oh, there's story stuff in there, but it's all in like before and after missions." But it, it was just a multiplayer game. And yes. I think that was in a period where that was kind of a bit of a no-no. We were on the verge of like multiplayer only games becoming like, socially acceptable as, like, to, to be able to be shipped. Overwatch is what you mean. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... From that, Activision Blizzard. Really, that was that was it. But, um, 
But yeah, so I think that like they didn't cop a lot of flack for it. I think there were a lot of people no. were like it's a really fun game. The mechanics are tight. It is fun to play. People still liked it because how fun it was. Like, mm-hmm. Because of yeah. the the mechs and the wall running and like honestly, even though I didn't I didn't really play much of Titanfall two, but the mechanic of like like when your team loses, you have the chance to flee back to your ship and escape, mm-hmm. and the other enemy team can just wipe you out before you even get a chance to do that. Yeah, and that's just a cool feature. It's cool if you do manage to get away, you get you don't obviously turn the tide no. in the match, but you do get like bonus XP. Yeah, for, it for as like well, escaping. Is... And I, again, again, I just think that's a that's a cool little extra layer. Mm. If you want to just if your your team's winning and you just want to be a real jerk, just like absolutely stamping him out. Oh, is yeah. very satisfying. It's 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 more real, I guess, realistic in a game that's all about like giant mechs and things like that but like it's more realistic that like the battle just doesn't go it's like oh, oh. someone got all the points everyone stop yeah, put everyone gun, put your guns down guns down max off it like, had like <laughs> a, a nice end cap to yeah. the match which is cool um and i played titanfall 2 i played some of the multiplayer it was really really fun the single player was obviously incredible um but apex legends is apparently set within the titanfall universe as well apparently that's what's been said um and so a lot of people were like Hey, what's happening? So no Titanfall three then, um, and we didn't get official confirmation or anything like that. But it was more so like we are working on something Titanfall, something else Titanfall related. So yeah, I mean we'll see what that is. Like respawns, I don't know how big their team is. I think they've got, I think they've got two main teams. But again, I don't really know. Yeah, but I mean respawns clearly they've had their hands full at least recently with the big Star Wars game. That's true. Assuming yeah. it doesn't get axed. Well, well, uh, but I but this has also come from Respawn as well. So, and yeah, largely EA was pretty hands off. But it's just it seems like whatever whatever EA didn't do, if they could just can like not do that a bit more, maybe yeah, because this game actually, it's been like the inset loves it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, and we've played it. We played it briefly. Yes, yeah, so which is what we're here to talk about. Um, and yeah, like you said, the internet. Are uh, just eating it up at the moment. And do we, Clark, do we even talk about what the game actually is yet? Well, that's it. So <laughs> it's kind of like if you got, if you took a hero shooter and a, and a battle royale and just mashed them together. That's if you want to be really like boil it down to its purest form. That's kind it's, of what it is. It's Overwatch cross Fortnite. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, with a little bit of Titanfall two in there. Obviously. A little bit. <laughs> well, and mainly just because, like, the movement no, and mechanics. No mechs, no wall running. Exactly. Um, but... Rad slides, though. Rad slides. <laughs> good slides. And just good, like, good feeling movement. Like, the mantling is, like, quick and fun. Yeah, and yeah. It's, yeah, it's... There's a lot a lot to like about that, and you can sort of see the... Uh, the DNA of that there. Um, but... It is a, it is a battle royale. So, if you're not into battle royales... That's, you know, it is a battle royale. It might not change your mind all that much. I guess that's where I'm sort of sitting at so, the moment. The big thing for me is like that. Because I'm not a battle royale person myself either. I we I remember playing a bit of Fortnite way back when it first like battle royale first sort of dropped. Yeah, and I also played a couple of matches briefly when it came to Switch. Yep. But that's really been it for me. Hmm. Uh, I was curious about Black Ops 4, but also wasn't willing to drop the cash, so no, alas, not going to happen. That's it. But this one, again, I was quite, to preface it, I was very bad. Oh, yeah. Didn't get a single kill in my, I think we played three or four games. Yeah, yeah, something like no, that. No kills for me. Uh, lots of death, so that's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Well, technically only like three or four deaths, really. From, if you look at from, if you from, break it down, yeah, three or four deaths from three or four matches. Yeah, that's you know our best performance came from the age-old strategy in battle royales of just hiding, turtling. Yep, turtling and waiting, letting everyone else kill each other. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, to, to which I remember having comments of like, I remember when I used to play video games, just yeah, and wait for the video game to come to me. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, it, like, immediately I do think uh, uh, one of the things this game has going for it is the hero stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't really understand how a lot of the abilities work, because the game does feature a training mode where you can sort of jump into the, behind the controls of one of the characters, but it is only one, and that's Lifeline, who's sort of the support character in this game. Yeah. And it, honestly, it gives you, you get a pretty good idea of how she works, but you can't do it with the other ones, you can only learn on the fly in matches. Yeah. Which, again, maybe not everyone else, but for me in a Battle Royale situation, I don't want that. No. I don't want to be figuring out my attacks when I'm in a, a do-or-die scenario. Yeah, like, if there was a lot of that from us, just sort of like, fumbling, Ooh. going, ah, oh, but this thing, what, what does it do? Oh, I think it does it. Oh, I'm dead. Cool. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Yeah, look, uh, the, the, the hero shooter element of it is very fascinating, because at the moment it's only got... Like uh, squads of three, so yes. you, you team up with you, you yourself and with, uh, two other mates. Max player cap of sixty. Yeah, so twenty teams basically. Twenty. Squads. Yeah, yeah. Map sometimes feels a bit big for sixty players. Like mm. some, like I mean, I guess it depends where we drop. But yeah. like there were matches at the start where we we would just not see anyone. No. Um. Granted, we were timid with how we play, so... Yeah, we, we were trying to avoid people We were sweeping and clearing areas. Yeah. But they were pretty low-priority areas, while I'm sure everyone went to be epic loot. Because, like, so, zones have, like, t- loot tiers. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the hot zones are, like, the, the high-tier loot areas. And yeah. we were like, oh, I'm fine with these whites, honestly. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> I'm not too picky. I'm happy with a weapon. Um, a weapon is a start. Full stop. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I don't know, like... I am excited that this is a thing and it is doing so well. Um, but I guess my impressions of it, I guess I just, I'm not a Battle Royale person. Yeah, so, again, the big thing for me is, like, it was fun. Like, Respawn make fun shooters. Yeah. I, again, I, maybe it's just a, a side product of the hero shooter element, but sometimes you'd be shooting someone and didn't feel like you were doing anything because there are abilities and like body armor and all this all this other stuff that you can that have, you have to worry about not nothing on the level of fortnite where again you shoot someone and they become like a 20-story building yeah so exactly. that's okay that's not here yeah none of this shooting someone and suddenly yeah they're a, a skyscraper that's not here but sometimes i'd be like hitting enemies and feeling pretty ineffective i guess like the tier of the loot would also affect that yeah but um and sometimes like you you're like ha i've knocked you down but when you get knocked down, you actually have like little drop shields. Yep. It's like, I just want to kill you. He's like, nah, scurrying nah, away with my yeah. shield. I'm like, all right, see you, dude. It's, um, yeah, it's like, it's good. But I mean, I'm, I, I would need to play it more. And herein lies the problem. Um, we've had conversations over the last week about starting games and just not enjoying them. So just cutting and running. Goodbye, and, Y2K. I deleted you. Yeah. Um, but like, I think, yeah, especially like in a position like us where I get, we don't feel the pressure, but like we feel that we want to bring something new to the table each week when we do the show as well. And also, we're very passionate about video games, and there is a lot to play. 
and there's a lot that appeals to us that from from the very very niche right up to complete big budget AAA titles. Um, so I guess I just I don't have the time to sit down. I have barely have the time to sit down and finish Kingdom Hearts three. Like I, that's that's where I'm coming at. Um, I don't have the time to sit down and just learn the mechanics and just so, drill in, and I don't have the drive to do so. That's the kicker, because honestly, the, the ironic thing about these games is they are the solution to your problem. Yeah. Because you don't have to, like, you can just sit down and play this game for the night. And, true. like, not worry about completing it. That's true. It's like you're just playing game, game, game. And to some people, that's more appealing. That's yeah. the reason Fortnite has exploded. People yeah. just jump into that with their friends jump in a party chat, and then just hang out and yep. just play Battle Royale. And I can see the appeal of that, and I'm not ruling out going back to Apex maybe when new heroes drop, because it is free to play. Yes. And we don't know how the hero dropping is going to work, if they'll all be paid to use, or will Respawn also include free ones? Like, that'll yeah. be, it'll be interesting to see how the content sort of is doled out. I know they're already talking about like some of the updates and battle. it's obviously getting battle passes and stuff, similar yep. to Fortnite. And I think they said they're going to do, like... Uh, duos and solos. Yeah, as well. so they're gonna they're gonna be doing a lot of that stuff. It's it's gonna be interesting to watch this game grow. Currently, it's doing well and it's very popular. Mm-hmm. I don't think Epic's shaking in their boots yet because I mean, no. when it comes down to it, this game is new. Yeah, and the new hotness is always gonna be popular. Absolutely, we it's... saw it back with Fortnite, but Fortnite stuck. Exactly. So the question is, will this stick? It's the thing. Like you know, it, it, it's it's new, it's free, it's battle royale. Those three that they, they tick the boxes for by a lot respawn. of people, and by respawn. But like for the, for the general masses, like free battle royale. Okay, by the guys who new. bought Modern Warfare to to the masses. But even still, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like if you were someone, yeah, who, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Someone, I, Look, I'm not trying to like the segregate people here or anything like that, but like people who just play Fortnite, like that's what they play. That's yeah, yeah. That, that's their thing. If they saw this, like, the people that aren't like us that aren't following the industry and know the ins and outs of every company and all this sort of I'm, stuff, I'm sure some of them have heard of Modern Warfare. Oh yeah, but they, like, wouldn't, they wouldn't. They wouldn't make the connection. Ward. They wouldn't make the connection though. I I would say like a lot of those people wouldn't. That's just me. Well, that's why they're listening to us. Exactly. Now yeah. they know. But uh, no, I'm just saying, like, in general, though, I'm just t- talking about, like, you know, the three big main factors would be it's free, it's um, it's new, and it's a battle royale. Like, that's that ticks the boxes for, for a lot of people just going, well, fuck, I'll check it out. Why wouldn't I? That's... <laughs> that's it? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I feel anyway. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, it's, again, it's a game, but I haven't played enough about to really talk about how good it is. Mm-hmm. It's fun, but I'm also just not a battle royale person. Yeah, so I'm kind of good. Yeah, in that department. Yeah, uh, and I, like I said, I don't have the the time or the drive, which, as you said, it was more uh, probably the more key factor there to sit down and just like drill in. Again, if, if it's if they added a simple thing where you could pick the hero in training, that would be great because it was like I feel like I'd be confident to jump in this lifeline. Yeah. I mean, granted, her abilities are pretty simple. Like, she's got a little heal bot, and her special calls in, like, supply drops with good defense gear in it, mm-hmm. which is just handy for, like, a, a starting, like, if you're just fresh to the game. But the other heroes get sort of crazy. Like, one of them's got portals. Yep. And can create, like, like she has, I don't even know what her other one does at this point, but I know that a special can pop two portals that you can sort of use in a small window of time. So you can use that to cross, like, large gaps 
or like, like large like stretches of land flank people yeah up behind sort of them, basically, yeah, yeah get the jump on them which is really neat but mm. i just didn't know how it worked yeah and again that's probably on me but it's just it's just it's a little thing but you're like oh, i'm special mm. i could learn how to use it right now that's yeah <laughs> i could pop it but then i'm like oh i've wasted it but it seemed like they they came back yeah like, that's true the reef the the um the cooldown timer on them was pretty a couple of times i used my specials it was just bad because i was bad oh yeah yeah like i played as the i guess the soldier character bang bangalore or something had like an artillery strike as yeah as her special uh i was like excellent i'm gonna do this and threw out the little grenade that like the little bit to mark the area where it's gonna get like like leveled like hit a wall I'm like yeah okay, all right all right that's yeah. on me i suck that's fine it's um yeah look and, and again we only we we did just play like um, it was maybe a, it like was a single three night. hours worth if that like if that i guess um it was a single night like not not much but well i i can tell it's well made and that's that's above well, that's, all us that's the main thing that's it it does feel like a finished game it doesn't feel there was i we didn't experience any connection drops or textures popping in and out or everything felt didn't really feel any, didn't feel any lag or no, anything. No, no, no. It, it it plays really nicely. Any any issues were user based. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just me not being good. Exactly. You know, and like you know, I think it's good though because we we do have a tendency to obviously we talk about games on the show that we like because we have to pay for them. Um, so we're obviously going to buy games that we're more into. So when something like this does come along and it, it's such a big phenomenon and, and and a big splash in the ocean it's good for us to check it out and give our opinions and it's okay if we don't like it that's that's all i'll say it's okay if, <laughs> love it you like it's like no nah, it's, it's fine like, that's that's just me it's okay if we don't like it it's fine um but i do appreciate it. it's it's awesome to see it doing so well and just pulling these numbers and people having so much fun with it because it is just positive vibes for respawn which have needed absolutely like the titanfall 2 debacle still i think about it sometimes still well the cool thing about this about apex legends is apparently there's been a bit of a spillover of people who have enjoyed apex legends so much and heard about titanfall and the titanfall universe and i think they're just timed really well with like a a, like a flash sale on titanfall 2 i think at least on xbox man titanfall 2 is always on sale lately it was like apparently six bucks or something u.s like on xbox one when when it when um, apex legends launched so I think a lot of people were just like, oh, fuck it, I'll check this out. And then experience that fun single-player campaign and also the multiplayer modes in that as well. So there's apparently there's a, the, the community base of Titanfall 2 has uh, received a bit of a, an influx as well, which is really cool. The question is, when will Titans come to Apex? Well, that's 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 the million-dollar question, isn't it? Even if it's like, like comparable to the Thanos one in uh, Fortnite, yeah. where it's like a power-up where one player can maybe jump in a Titan for a certain amount of time and just yeah wreak havoc something like that because like, I feel like it's going to happen eventually I think if they dropped like I don't know maybe six around the map and yeah. it's like I guess the downside there though you'd have to add if you bring the Titans you have to add more of a Titanfall 2 mechanics yeah. to sort of access their weaknesses like jumping up on their back and pulling out the batteries and the grappling hook stuff yeah yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I mean, it's not impossible. We have a grappling hook character. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, what's his name? I can't remember what his name I, is. I forget his name. The robot thing that does zip blocks. The robot yeah. thing. I mean, it's fair. It's, it's, it's a robot like with a, a TV screen. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, 
That's Apex Legends. Apex Legends. Uh-huh. Free to play. If any of that incoherent rambling sounds like you're gonna be like, oh, maybe, then go check it out. I, I mean, you've probably already checked it out. If you haven't, like, <laughs> maybe you're still playing Fortnite. Well, that's very true. Um, which most people still are. It's gonna be well. It's it's gonna be interesting to see that the like how how this goes. For I'll, the rest of I'll year. be keeping an eye on it. Like yeah, absolutely. If if nothing else, I'm fascinated by the business behind it all. Like and just watching yeah, how like, things play out with this. It's it's really really interesting to watch. Just the way it went from it didn't exist and then it did exist and also it was playable and also worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think EA came out and talked about that as well about how they could have done a whole big press campaign for it and hyped it up and all sort of stuff but then when it came out when people were like wait so it's got something to do with titanfall but there's no titans and what's going on i mean that's the other, that's the other big factor you have to wonder like i think it's very clear i think that this game did so well because of that like yeah as soon as you chuck like a big campaign behind this like a big marketing campaign i think it loses a bit because you have to talk about you talk about respawn you talk about titanfall you talk about it being free to play, yeah, and and being affiliated with EA and free to play. That's not a good thing. Just dropping it and going, it's out. Just go play it, and people are like, what? I, okay, I guess let it's the game speak for itself. And exactly. It worked. Yeah, absolutely. I hope EA was taking notes, but probably not. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um. All right. Well, what else have you been playing, Kyron? So it's been a busy couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I finished Kingdom Hearts, which we talked about, but we'll talk about that more later. Yep. The other big thing I've been playing is a game I've been waiting for for a while. It's on uh, it's on my, my fantasy critic team. I was going to say, it's, it's netted you some points it's for got, that. It's got me some points. And that game is, of course, Chucklefish's Wargroove, which is, if you want to, uh, I guess, a quick description. Think, do you, hey, Joel, have you played Advance Wars? Oh, uh, maybe. Then maybe once. Yep. If you haven't played Advance Wars... It's a turn-based strategy game where two armies are pitted against one another. Uh, terrain gives you advantages and disadvantages based on where you are. Blah, blah, blah. It's it, turn-based strategy. Yep. My jam. Yep. Uh, so it is, first of all, it's by Chucklefish, of course, and they've had their hands developing some very good games and even publishing some good games, mm-hmm. such as Stardew Valley Yep. by Concerned Ape. Also, the, those guys are working on that... Um like Harry Potter Wizard School yes, game. Yes, working on that game. Spellbound. <laughs> give it to me now. Give it to me now, please. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I had their hands in Starbound as well. So yes. They're, they're, they've been, they're, they're a busy little studio. Uh, Wargroove, yeah. It's been it's been a while. It's been cooking for a while. But every time I've seen that game, I've, I've just wanted it. I've mm-hmm. needed it. I've had a mighty need for it. Yep. I mean, I'll be honest, Like it's initially because Nintendo just... Doesn't care about Advance Wars anymore. Nope. May as well not exist to them. Granted, that's partially thanks to my my actual favorite Intelligent Systems franchise exploding into popularity in the form of Fire Emblem since Awakening. Yep. Obviously, Advance Wars was by them as well. Yes. And, well, Fire Emblem won in the end. Yeah. It survived not existing anymore as an IP after Awakening and is now one of Nintendo's big series. I guess I, being a, having, like narrative stuff and like the i guess it was the waifus yeah that's i was trying to find a nice way to put no, it but yeah it's Awake, the waifus awakening had the waifus we'll touch on fire emblem again later when we talk about the new game yeah uh but yeah so honestly it feels bad to just be like hey it's like advanced force but it really is like if you yeah. look at gameplay you move your units around the map 
And when you encounter another unit, basically it brings up two little screens in where it animates like your four guys charging at the other enemies like units and getting killed or killing units of them and depleting their HP. Uh, but it's just done, again, much like Advance Wars, with charming sprite work that just looks so good. Yeah, it does. And I, even down to like the, the similarities between Advance Wars as well with like one team's red, one team's blue. Yes. Like yeah. that's... But you know. I mean... Oh, I mean, Advance Wars did this as well. There are other factions as well. Like, there's green and yellow. Okay. Because, so, it, it, much like Advance Wars... God, I'm already, I'm already feeling <laughs> so bad. Because, like, this game is it's really cool, and I don't want to lean on the Advance Wars comparison, but it is But hard. it is. Like, you know, it, it wears that on its sleeve. Like, from what I can see of it, anyway. Yeah. It wears that on its sleeve. It knows it's like, hey, look, we wouldn't be here with this if it wasn't for Advance Wars. And like you said, it, clearly Nintendo don't care about that anymore. So yeah. why not have someone else come in, step in and fill that gap? Yeah. And yeah. maybe send a message because the game's been yeah. performing very well. I think Ooh, it's still yeah. number one on the eShop, at least on Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, reviews have been good. Uh, again, thank you for the points. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nice. Uh, but yeah. Um, so not only do you have your, your armies, so like, you know, they, they'll range from basic infantry to like artillery, ballistas, all that sort of stuff. Capturing buildings will net you money, so if you have a barracks, you can generate more units. Uh, each faction has their own spin on all the units as well, so it's not like there's unique ones per, per faction, but it still makes them feel different enough. Okay. Like, for example, the, the base ones, like, I can't remember any of the country names, have, like, war dogs, but there's, like, a Viking Norse one that has, like... Oh, what do they have? You know what? There's a forest one that has, like, little green spirit dog things okay they look different enough so it's, it it doesn't feel like you're just mashing a green army against a red army right like okay there's differences here and it's gonna there's that cool like anime intro cutscene yes, as well it's a very that, like, cool anime intro but... it's like it, it, it's super anime but it like it does give like you see a lot of the so that's the other part i'm going to talk about the game okay. also has commanders much like advanced wars right. and i i know when i ask you joel it's like hey joel I think we were talking about Wargroove, or like you asked me how Wargroove was going, and I was just like, do you like Advance Wars? And your response was, is it like Dual Strike? <laughs> yeah. Because, the so your commanders do have abilities, which uh, in Dual Strike was an issue. Just because of how Dual Strike played. It was an issue, it was putting it mildly. Uh, I'm, being, I'm being gentle here. It was game-breaking. I, ah, oh, just... But... Horseshit. Yes. But, um... But no, so yeah, you do have commanders and they do have abilities, but from what I've played so far, they're not ridiculous, if that makes sense. For okay. example, like, one of them will drop a little a little zone where it heals your allies, or okay. one can drop a defensive crystal, but it'll sort of buff your defense. Another one does like a huge jump attack that does massive damage when it lands. Uh, the most interesting one I actually used in a in one of the um, side missions, it's this one of the for tree factions, like the forest factions. He can his ability basically like makes roots shoot up over the ground, and I was just like, "What's the, what's the point of this? Like, it just mm. sort of makes obstacles." Okay, uh, but I found myself in a situation where the enemy CEO was actually coming to me, and had taken the da- had taken a bit of damage. Now the enemy the CEOs have pretty good defense, so like they can they can weather some some like constant troop attacks. You can throw dudes against them, and eventually they'll die. But right. they're also pretty tough. But they had taken a bit of damage, and I was just like, wait a second, he's come to me on a bridge. So it, it was just, it was one of those cool little moments that you get in strategy games sometimes where the little light bulb goes off, 
And I popped the special and basically just shot sprung because you get to pick, I think, four or five spots okay. to pop these tree roots out, which have health bars. So, like, if enemies want to get through them, they're going to take they're them. They're going to attack them. And just barricading this guy on a bridge and just. It was brutal. That's great. That character is dead. Just like boxing in. <laughs> yeah, just like he had. The character. She, it was the she of Ragnar, uh, had no way out yep. and died. <laughs> so, I, I guess you mentioned died. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about Fire Emblem and, and Advance Wars, both of which had, well, Fire Emblem obviously has very extensive yes, permadeath. story, uh, permadeath and stories yes. as well that are very integral to the game. It's, yes. That's, you don't go there just for like, you know, the fun gameplay and all that sort of stuff. You go there for the interesting stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the story like in Wargroove? So, so the story is pretty good. It's pretty, like, it is pretty basic from okay. what I've played, like nothing too complicated you're you're like the princess or something mm. and then your dad dies so then you're queen right your dad is assassinated because someone's trying to start a war and then you have to flee basically because there's no way you can win okay because you're you're severely outmatched and basically my journey's just been taking me away from my kingdom okay i've gone through like the forest i'm heading over to another region now where i assume i will meet another faction and yeah that's again i haven't finished it i think i'm in like act 3 I think there's maybe six or seven acts, so I'm okay. like probably halfway through. Still still encountering mechanics and new ways for the enemies to just make me miserable. <laughs> so you feel, does it feel like there's going to be a point where the tides will turn and you're going to you know, cause an uprising and start working your way back towards overthrowing? I mean, it will definitely happen, because I, the, the enemy faction is very clearly... Like, it's like, hey, these guys here, they're the bad guys. Yeah, right, okay. They're actively the bad guys. Yeah. Like, even when you went through the Forest Kingdom... And like you attacked those guys, yeah. It turns out there was a misunderstanding, and they're like, "Oh wow, we are real sorry about that." I'm like, "I killed a lot of people." Yep. But hey, it's fine. Sorry about that. If we if our nation's a friend, it's it's good. It's yep. good. Kill a lot of people though. Yep. Like boy, they are just dead. Yeah. Just, let's not focus on that. <laughs> yeah, but we're let's, friends, so we're cool. We're friends cool. now. Awesome. Cool. Moving on. Little things like that in any strategy game. I'm always like, you know what? I'll let it slide. Yeah. It happens in fire rhythm sometimes as well. Like you'll be fighting these guys, and they're like, "Oh, that was a misunderstanding. We're friends." I'm like. Yeah, sure. Yeah, look, look. Sorry about all your troops, and all your troops, and then all the money, subsequent money that you spent on and your family, like the families of those troops, troops and, and families. Yeah, but hey, um, we're cool though. We're cool. Yeah, and we're, also we're just cool. like the property damage. Yeah, and just and I'll the, be honest, like some of, some of the things I did to your troops was pretty mean. Yep, like I would lose. Yeah, it was bad. I was like, a bad person. Like blocked them in on a bridge. And yeah, like, and just yep, slaughtered okay, cool. them. Yep, yeah, awesome. I'll, I, but we're friends. Yeah, it's fine. We're all yeah, good. It's cool. All's fair in love and war. Well, that was what I was interested in because I, I, I just like wondering what the story was yeah. like to it, and it's cool that I, it's, it, it, that it's serviceable. And, it is serviceable, and, and, it's good. and like the it does a good job of like showcasing the command. You get to you get a feel for the commander's personality, like each of them, because there's about I think two or three per faction. Okay, the main one has a dog, and it's great. Cool, awesome, <laughs> great little commander there. Awesome, um, but yeah, and, and the story sort of plays out in little dioramas like like how the battles happen like in the little pop out screens yep that's sort of how the cutscenes happen and okay it does that thing that i'm not always super crazy about in games where like dialogue is delivered like they'll say the first word of a sentence yeah i was like okay i mean fair enough you don't so want to fully the, voice it but the jrpg method of yeah things, but yep, cool hey yeah text <laughs> like uh, you're mean and then like a block yeah, of text essentially the, why, yeah never never a block of text like it's usually like a speech bubble but i'm always just like right. okay fair enough okay. i'm not crazy about this but you're a smaller game as well, so fair enough. Exactly, yeah. Uh, if 
because that's so that's the story mode. That's just one mode. Mm-hmm. This game's got a lot of content, and I've barely scratched the surface of it. As you play through the story missions, you'll unlock side missions where you can go and do little side skirmishes and that. Okay. And what that does is it will unlock a commander's arcade mode. So this game also has arcade mode, which some you know functions similar to a fighting game. Right. Where basically you have five scenarios for that commander to play through, and then you you reach a conclusion. Yeah. Um, and I say again, if you don't if you don't want to have a huge, it's not, it's not huge, but like a story focused like encounter, mm-hmm. you just jump over into arcade and just Fine. do a do a little skirmish. Yeah. And bada bing bada boom. So it's cool. It gives you plenty of options, and that's not even going into the extensive map creation you can do, right down to campaign creating. Now that's really cool. It's. The customization options you have are crazy. And obviously you can like go online and download other people's campaigns and things yeah. that they've made. It That's even, so cool. That's even really as cool. like, I think, I'm not sure if it's in there yet, but they're definitely looking at cross-play between Switch, Xbox, and PC. Mm, yeah. Okay. Cool. Nothing left out there. No, uh, not at all. But um, yeah. still, very cool. Yeah. Especially just because you can also play against other players as well, I should mm. mention. Like you can do PvP. You can make campaigns and share them online. You can do story mode. You can do arcade mode. Every, all the characters have like lore to unlock and character bios, and they've all got their own special abilities. It's just a, a great little game. If you're missing Advance Wars, pick it up. Yep. If you haven't played Advance Wars but you like turn-based strategies, also pick it up. Be prepared because I mean, as much as I, I love it, I'm on a mission right now that is kicking my ass. <laughs> but I'm just used to that in these sort of games, right? Eventually, you'll hit one where you're like, oh, okay, time to really think about what I'm doing here. It's a so to give a without going into too much detail, uh, you have a set amount of units. Okay. (laughs) You've got like your commander, a couple of infantrymen, and a couple of mages. Okay. And you've got to get through a gauntlet of fights. Sort of utilizing terrain and trying to get your mages can heal your allies, but it costs you money. Of course. And you have a limited money supply because you kind of have no buildings to capture. Right. So yeah, it's just interesting. I'm I'm losing a lot, but I'm not hating it. I'm enjoying it. I'm gonna. I will get there. But yeah, it's very fun. Very fun. Awesome. That's no. It's it's good to see that like you know after all this time, it's actually it seems like that time was justified because like you said, there's so much content that packaged in with this game, and like they're already like talking updates. I think there's going to be an update to sort of. Because it, it's not super cryptic, but obviously you can you basically get a rating for finishing a mission. Okay. And they're going to make it clearer how to get the three stars and the S ranks and all that, which is good. So like giving actual like... Yeah, like currently they're like, look, the hint is it's, it is almost always tied to a amount of turns, but they're going to be more clear about it. And they're also... I think adding an option to skip cutscenes easier because... To do it in the game, you've got to hold down a button, which is fine. It's not a huge issue, but it's like two, one, skip. Right. And not a huge issue, but like some, it would be nice to be like, I just want to skip. Yep. Done. Yep. Mostly, as much as I love that that video, the anime video, it is how the game boots up. Right. All the time, you've got to hold B to skip that. Uh, okay. I'm all like, right. nah, I could just let me tap B. Like, <laughs> on, the, on the 16th time, you're like, yeah. oh, I love this video, but also Let's Press skip. start. Let's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Press the plus button. Let me get, get to it. Let's get to the menu. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, very good. Uh, gonna Definitely going to continue playing it. Thumbs up. Where to go, Chucklefish. Uh, Nintendo, please bring back Advance Wars, <laughs> but also keep making Fire Emblem. I know it's a lot to ask. <laughs> well, maybe just leave it in uh, in Chucklefish's hands. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Just like, make more Wargroove. 
Yeah. I, I have to imagine Nintendo is like seeing the reception to this. Mm-hmm. And seeing the pattern going, oh, wait. wait These two look at the same. That looks like We've done game. this before. We, we could make a game in like, we, we could make this game. Mm. We have we'll made call this it game. Advance Wars. <laughs> Everyone Advance Advance Wars. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. or, or I change my name to Advanced Wars now. Yeah. Okay. That's to, it. To, to, to yeah. differentiate it. Yeah. It's exactly. And everyone applauds. Yeah. Moves on. Promotions. Yep. Bonuses. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Wargroove. Awesome. Uh, have you been playing anything else? Uh, I guess I should... I did say I would talk about Anthem. Ah, uh, yes. This is a bit outdated now because it was, it was a beta. Yep. I know that you, if you have like EA Origin or whatever, you can play the first 10 hours as of this weekend. Yep. I think the preload starts like as of recording this. Yeah. I think now. For like the Feb 22nd release. Yeah. Uh, so I played the beta on its open beta weekend after I got over being deathly sick. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> Not a good time. Good times. Demo itself though, was it was more fun than I was expecting. The best way to describe Anthem is... It is like Destiny, mm-hmm. but you're Iron Man. I mean, that Which sounds is, pretty appealing. It's like if you look at the trailers, it's like yeah, you're Iron Man, but it's Destiny. Like yep. you've got your your suit of armor, armed to the teeth, right? Like you are just you. Oh, it's so the base unit, the base javelin, which remember your suits. You start mm-hmm. off with was the ranger, and just so many of the ranger's abilities are just shooting lots of little missiles that it's fun. Yep, yep. it's fun. Like your special is like a micro missile, like sheet. We, oh, you cool. pop it and it just goes like little red reticules pop up on the targets like oh. and you hit the button and it just goes it's that nice it's endorphin just, rush of like oh. press, press button make number go higher yeah of just being Iron Man you, yep. could, you could you have limited flying capabilities so you do have some maneuverability inside the, the encounters which it often means that the areas feel bigger okay but like not like so you know it's not like the zones in Destiny were small but your movement was restricted to mostly, you know, fight terrain. Exactly. You could awkwardly jump up things if you wanted to try. Some might say it has a good sense of uh, verticality. Yes, some might say that <laughs> because you do have a lot more freedom. Again, as you said, you can, there is flying. You can fly. Yeah. Because you are Iron Man. Yeah. Essentially, you can. It does have limits. You can't fly forever. Right. Uh, for example, flying up will drain. I guess your fuel. I yep. don't know. It's a, it's a, like a little gauge on your on your hard. You'll like see the battery it. essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, actually, you know what? That's really because the idea is it's not fuel based, but you overheat. Okay. If you right. fly too long. Yeah, that makes sense. Which means there are counteracts. So, for example, this is again. I don't know. I assume that I have to imagine there'll be like zones designed around this. Well, I think there's in. I think the first gameplay trailer there was the shot of them flying under. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, I'm overheating." They flew yeah, under they, a waterfall. So you fly through a waterfall, and it will restore your flight gauge. That's cool. Also, flying straight down does as well. Okay, like essentially just entering a freefall, I guess. So you will cut the engines essentially. Yeah, you, and will, like, you will cool off by doing that. So yep. you do have options as well as doing a sweet barrel roll in the air as well. Cool. It that doesn't save you fuel. It just looks cool. Right. And you feel pretty maneuverable when the enemies are sort of launching attacks. So you're like, nah, man, I'm just fucking rolling here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, on a very base level, the game is fun. Jumping in with a couple of friends was good. It, again, it's not. I'm not going to judge it too harshly because it was a beta. Mm-hmm. Enemies, enemies are a bit bland. Okay, some of them are a bit spongy. Right, and often time, like there's a couple of really frustrating boss encounters where. There's one particular enemy you have to kill, 
And if you don't, again, I don't know if it was like truly infinite, but it felt like the ads were just infinite. Right. And okay. that was kind of a pain in the ass because sometimes getting that one unit sucked because they hit very hard. So it seems like they're emphasizing on like that team play. Yeah. Like, like games as a service game kind of, you know, you need someone on crowd control while someone else does like DPS on, yeah. on the main target. Which again was tough in the beta because you either, you, you played as a ranger, I think until 13 and then you could pick one of the other javelins, but not okay. the rest of them. So getting a, a match with all javelins was tough. I don't think I okay. ever encountered it. And again, in the full game, that might alleviate a lot of these issues I had. But yeah, there were just some encounters where it just felt like I was shooting things forever, which isn't really fun. No. Then I would fly and I was like, nah, this is good again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, game looks very good. Oh, here's the million dollar question though. Has it changed, like, has it convinced you to pick it up? No, no way. Okay. I'm still not there. And it's not, it's, it's such a weird mixture of things. It's my hangups about Destiny still. Right. Like, I just can't shake that feeling that I'll get the game, finish it in a week, and just be waiting for Bioware to put more content in. They have announced content plans, so it's like they already definitely. I feel like they're like on the ball. Yeah, but I mean, it's hard to say until the game comes out. And additionally, yeah, I just it's cool. It, it looks gorgeous, and the gameplay is pretty fun. But it's a play with friends deal for sure. Yeah. So you need to have a team of people that are getting this. Yeah. Thankfully, it's groups of four, not weird threes like Destiny. Yeah. Uh. Oh, another weird gripe. In the full version, hopefully they fix this. So the in the like the the hub zone, the city. Okay. It's all in first person. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you walk, and I was just like, can, uh... I, can I run? The game's like, nah, man. You are strolling. I'm like, I respect that you want me to engage with this area, but also I just want to go and be Iron Man. Just a brisk do- uh, brisk jog. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. because I mean this is a Bioware game, so there is a focus on narrative still. Okay. Like the hub area is just you. Yep. Your, your friends won't be there. I think they're adding a like a friend like like a player space. Yeah, like yeah. a tower. Let's just yeah. call it the tower from yeah, Disney. Adding a zone like that where all you all your javelins, I, I guess javelins, not your players, can just be and exist. Yeah, but you in can the like main inspect other people. Yeah, in the yeah. main hub area, it is you. You are the hero. Okay, and you will have conversations in very Bioware manners. So did did the beta like show off much of the 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 but story narrative not, stuff? Not hugely. Uh, you can talk to some characters and they'll talk about stuff. Okay. Sort of gives you an idea of what to expect from the conversations, but it's very light on the story. They're, I don't know if it's because they're playing their hands, their cards close to their chest, or just because they was like, no, look, we, you'll play the game in a month. This is a, weeks. It's more like we're focusing here on getting you into, into the world. Yeah, and like yeah. playing, seeing how it feels. Because that seems to be a, a lot of people that I've heard that were maybe slightly skeptical about it beforehand, um, after having played it, were like, it's actually pretty good. It's fun. Like, like, it's a fun game. And I can say it's fun as well. Yeah. It's just the one thing that's hanging me up here is like, I gotta have three other friends getting it. Yeah. So, and I don't think it's happening just yet, but I honestly, this is a game I think I will have before the end of the year. Yep. All right. I, all it's going to take is like the first new javelin they show that's like, that's rad. I'm in. Yeah. Um, look, I, look, to be honest, like if you pull the trigger on it, I'll probably jump not too far behind. Cause I'll be <laughs> like, I guess I'm squatting up with you. Let's go. Um, but yeah, so far, yeah, early days, but the beta was fun. It hasn't, hasn't sold me on the game, but I walked away more hopeful than I had been. More optimistic. Yeah. Yep. Like I see the good of this game. It okay. still has some things it needs to do to sort of get me in the door, 
but I, I'm more willing to be convinced. I guess my final question is, do you think this has the potential to keep, I guess, looking at it like pretty like in, in a morbid sense, keep Bioware afloat? Uh, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, cool. Like, at this point, I think as much as I'm, I am one of those people who's always fear-mongering about the future of Bioware, yep. and they're pretty safe. The way they're talking, like, there's, they tease a new Dragon Age at, at Game Awards. It's true. They came out this week and they're like, we're not done with Mass Effect. So there's always that fear they're going to get shut down, but I'm also just beginning to wonder now, but yeah, it's like, no, Bioware's, they're safe. Yeah, and I don't think it's it's big, because of anything Bioware's done specifically in the past. I think it's just solely the EA connection that it's mm-hmm. like, we've seen it happen to other studios recently. When they put out games under the perform that, yeah. don't, that don't work well. Yeah, like Andromeda. Yeah. When they put out games like Andromeda. But not even that, like other, other I can't think of any off the top of my head, where they were just like, nah, we're done with that studio, done, shut it down. I mean, um, some of them, like, Visceral's the last big one. Visceral, thank you, that was the one I was trying to think and, of. And, like, the last thing they did was Battlefield Hardline. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they did anything after that, nothing that I remember, although making yep. a Star Wars game. Yes. But then that got axed and they got shut down and that was all she wrote for Visceral. Yep. I mean, EA, obviously, has a history of just closing studios rest in peace a lot of good teams <laughs> yeah just cutting them running um uh, but and, and i think that was just led to a natural fear for bioware but i honestly think they're pretty safe yeah and again after the demo i'm pretty confident that bio like anthem will at least it'll tick boxes yep it'll 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 do well it'll scratch that itch to a, a lot of maybe players that have like exhausted their like their life as a guardian yeah basically like for, for now anyway until like the next big update for that comes but it's funny because like you st- as soon as you step into anthem you feel the dna of mass effect right like combining abilities and stuff like that like okay. just immediate throwbacks to like biotic detonations cool just all those little things freezing enemies and blowing them up so like that part of it i'm like oh this is dangerous like that could that could be another part that gets me in because obviously playing mass effect co-op was great mm-hmm. and this could very easily be like, hey, it's like that, but you're Iron Man. I'm like, oh, that's a really good hook. Yeah. That's a real good hook. Man, that Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Yes. Whoa, we played a lot of that. So many hours gone. And I don't regret any of it, because that no. was so much fun. I mean, I regret the money I spent on some of those loot, <laughs> those loot boxes, but uh, yeah. that money's gone now. Yeah, it's definitely gone. Um, cool. So any any closing thoughts on, uh, on Anthem? I'll be watching it. I'll yep. be keeping a close eye on reviews and just... Bioware's content drip. Yep. And how how again they have they have a, I think the first three acts of the post game post launch stuff outlined, and we'll just see what happens. Okay. Cool. Um, anything else this week, Kyron? Oh, uh, let me just quickly consult my notes. Okay. Just make sure. Um, well, I only really played one real new thing this week. Um, apart from that, it was just. Trying to finish Kingdom Hearts and and the game of work. Yeah, game um, of work sucks, but it's very rewarding. Yeah, um, yeah, like the risk reward the, factor to it sometimes. Out, the money like, is pretty rewarding. Yeah, but then like the mental stability thing sometimes comes into play. It does. Like, well, is it is it really worth it? But then you're like, oh, I get to buy new shit. So. Money is helpful for living. Yeah, it's it's, true. it's how it sucks. It's how it gets you. Yeah, I get to eat this week, so that's <laughs> fine. Get to buy Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know. Yeah, no, but, so I consulted my notes, and that's that's what I got. You're all good. Cool. Um, all right. Well, the one thing I played this week, uh, last week I think it was, I took a, uh, a plunge. I was looking at um, 
I was looking at picking up a new game called Away Journey from Afar or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. You've been watching that game for a while. I have, and it looked really cool. It looked really interesting. It sounded really fun. It sounded very much up my alley. Uh, didn't review typically, like, particularly well when it came out last week. Um, like, pretty poorly, actually. So I was like, ah, oh, damn. And But I sort of had itchy trigger finger. When I was looking through that eShop. Sometimes you go to the eShop and you're like, I'm buying something. Yeah, you're just like, I just want to buy something. I just want to buy a Switch game. And then like, there's moments where you just close it and you're like, oh, my wallet's happy, but I don't know if I am. Yeah. You don't you don't buy anything. You're like, ah, oh, damn. Um, but this was not one of those days. So I started, I booted up the eShop, uh, was looking through a whole bunch of different things. I uh, noticed that a game that I've been wanting to play for a while was on sale. Um, and I had a little bit of credit left over from some... Uh, some credit I bought at Christmas time, uh, and that game was Guacamole Two. Uh, so Guacamole Two from Drinkbox Studios, uh, most known for uh, Guacamole uh, and uh, and Severed as well, which is also a really really good game. Played, I finished Guacamole and never finished Severed, which I really would like to go back to that, but I'm going to have to purchase it again because it was I bought that on iOS. It's on Switch, I, isn't it? Yeah, it's on Switch. I'm pretty sure. It was on Vita, so I yeah. assume it's on Switch. Um, well, and speaking of the Vita, Guacamelee was one of the first, I think the first game I ever finished on my Vita because it was a plus game. And when I got my Vita, I was just like, what are all these games that I've like tagged and never played? And that was one of them. And I it just really clicked. Um, so Guacamelee is like a, 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 the franchise itself is a, like a Metroidvania platformer game. Um, set with, with, with like a, a, a Mexican luchador. Heck yeah. Uh, um, Day of the Dead kind of feel. Uh, it's got an amazing art style. Drinkbox are so good with their just colourful, bright, vibrant worlds that they create. It looks amazing. Uh, and just, yeah, interesting characters and, and quite funny as well. Very, that tongue just like pushing through the cheek. Um, and that carries over into Guacamelee too, uh, being super meta by the fact that it is a sequel to the first game. Um, it, it starts with like a previously on Guacamelee that you actually play through and you play the end of the first game essentially. Isn't it four players now? Uh, yeah. So the first Good one I think God. was, I think the first one was two players. It was two players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I believe you played it with your housemate, didn't you? you For a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it gets chaotic with two players. I cannot, cannot imagine with four players. Yeah. So it's, it's got four player co-op now, but it is also, it, I, I'm like, I can't speak for it playing it, um, in, in terms of with friends, but like. As a single player experience, it's, it's highly rewarding and highly fun. It's tight. The gameplay is so much fun. Um, all the the moves and the move sets that you get are based around sort of like wrestling moves. So like there's um, it's a really cool mechanic. So you'll if you like attack with the the Y button, do a whole bunch of punches and you do combo punches and stuff like that. You can like knock them up and like uppercut them into the air and stuff like that. Um, but then if you do enough damage to them, you'll get a prompt to grapple them and you grapple them and you can like choose the direction using the thumbstick and figure out which way you want to throw them. And if you just press the Y button again, you'll throw them in that direction, which does a little bit of damage. Um, you can also throw them off ledges into like spike pits and things like that to like permanently kill them. Uh, you can throw them into other enemies, which does damage or knockback damage to them as well. Um, but then you also get power-ups as well that are like, um, or like abilities that you can do like suplexes. You, you play... Metroid, isn't it? It is. It's, it's Metroid. But, like, I'm just talking in terms of, like, yeah, the, yeah. the way that they're presented is, like, you know, you can do, like, a suplex or, like, a power kick into the wall. And those are super satisfying when you pull them off. Um, well, because that, that was one of the the, uh, the things I liked about the co-op, because a lot of these abilities can be used in tandem. Yes. Like, you can, you can suplex or you can grab a guy 
throw them across the like the because it, it it puts you like when you start a fight, but it walls you in usually, doesn't it? Yeah, for the most part, there are parts like where you just fight enemies normally, like a Metroidvania. Yeah. But there are parts where you'll come to an area where it's like, especially for the first time, where it's like. You're locked in here. Yeah. This is like an arena battle. Yeah. And you can see crazy stuff like, yeah, grab an enemy, throw it to your friend, and then they can suplex them. It's just, yeah. it's just a fun the way that the, the abilities can interact with two players. Again, I would be so curious to see it before. <laughs> well, I, 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 that, that thought didn't even occur to me. As someone who's compl- uh, who finished Guacamelee 1 and is thoroughly, like, headfirst into Guacamelee 2, I didn't even think of the possibilities of, like, comboing up with friends and things like that. Um, she gets wild with those combos. Yeah. With those um, abilities. <laughs> And they've all the other the other main mechanic is it, you sort of like you get Metroided at the start of the game basically where you lose all your powers because um, it's set yeah it's set um, a few years later I think it's like five or six years after the the end of the first one um, and basically one uh, who is the character you play as has um, he's got his family he got the girl he's got kids now and he's got like a bit of dad bod going on like he's lost his like superior shape. Um, and he's just like, you know, it, it, the first mission is you just like going to town to get some avocados. Of course. To make some guaca- a guacamole for your, your family to go with your tacos. Um, and yeah, sort of shit goes down. You, you, you continue on from there. But, um, it's, it's really, really fun. I really like, uh, all the references to just random things that happen in the game. Like, just, Stupid pop culture references or references to the first game, like um, constant references to the fact that this is a sequel and oh, we met you in the first game, like all the stuff that normally like can be very on the nose, but for some reason it's just I'm I'm along for the ride with this one. I mean, some games if they wear it on their sleeve, like a census one is like can definitely get a pass. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like the like the whole the whole narrative is based around something called the Mexiverse. So it involves like traveling between different dimensions. Um, the one dimension you spend the most time in is called the darkest timeline, um, which is awesome. Uh, I don't know if it was. Like, I, I'm assuming it has to be like a community reference in general, I but mean, uh, maybe it's just me. The darkest timeline indicates a very specific thing. That's yeah. That's Does exactly. everyone, do you, do you meet doppelgangers with beards? I mean, there are a lot of different versions of different characters, like the, the same character. <laughs> How many with beards? Um, well, it's hard to say because, like, the, Miss, the, missing arms or the character. Like, actually, there actually might have been a character with missing arms. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, because like the, the guy, the, the guy that's uh, the main character that's driving you through this quest is like a, a goat person that can transform into a goat. So oh, it's old shaman. The first game, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's multiple versions oh, of them now because of the, the, the because Mexiverse. of the Mexiverse. Oh Jesus! Um, so it's got you like traveling between different dimensions and different stuff like that, and they play up a, a couple of really fun things there. Like, there's one where I got. Um, teleported into like it was in very early in the game, but like into like that the most baddest dimension, which was like it was basically like the way it was laid out was like a rip off of like Streets of Rage, um, and it was really really great, like just stupid stupid dumb humor, uh, but I really really enjoyed it. Um, probably the most noticeable difference in terms of like gameplay mechanics is it does play pretty much the same. Um, and in the first one, you could transform into a chicken. Um, it was like a part of one of your powers, and you could use it to like. It was basically to like access it was, smaller it was areas. Morph ball. It was morph ball, hundred percent. Well, in this one, the chicken has a move set now, so you can actually fight and traverse, and like being a chicken actually has its own okay, different that's move cool. set. That's cool. Um, and also its own like special abilities as well that use stamina. So like you, as one, normally you'll have like 
abilities that like an uppercut and like a body slam and then like a, a dash punch and things like that yeah. that you can use to access new areas. Well, the chicken has one of those as well, which is like a directional like dash like peck. Um, <laughs> but you, there are parts where there are like bonus like challenge areas that will get you like extra um, like power ups or well, not power ups, but like uh, health tanks, I guess, like into like parts of a health tank, health heart uh, containers, heart, heart containers. Pieces. Pieces, um, that's what yeah, heart pieces. Um, but but that, that are chicken specific, so you can only access them as the chicken. Oh, when okay. you get in there, you can't transform back into one. You you are in the chicken, so you got to fight your way through there. And there so are puzzles sort of like, involved. Okay, in like little challenge zones to finish. Okay, cool. Exactly. Cool, cool. Um, so the, the the formula is predominantly the same. Um, I, it's it's nice to see them sort of just off the like go completely off the chain with the story because yeah. the first one was pretty wild. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Like, and it's and the stuff that they've added isn't like entirely revolutionary but it's super fun like just being able to like kick ass as a chicken and just and like the sound effects on the sound designs are amazing as well like ridiculous chicken sound effects and, <laughs> um yeah i'm having an absolute ball with it i'm i'm i want to say like maybe I, I, I don't really know the length of it but um i'm a fair chunk of the way into it and it's just fun to kick back on the couch with and just plug through it there's no voice acting. It's all just um, through like dialogue bubbles, like speech bubbles and things like that. Um, the music's really, really fun. It's got that very like you know Mexican fiesta feel to it. Um, there's multiple costumes you can unlock. There's also DLC for it that unlocks. I, I stumbled across an area that was like you, if you want to test your metal, you have to pass a specific wall. We'd like to call it the paywall. Um, it was, and it was like, would you like to cross the paywall? And it was like, yes or no. And it was like, it, in, in parentheses, it was like, opens the eShop. And I'm like, that's pretty funny. Like, um, so there are extra, there's more content out there as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm having a ball with it. It's so much fun. I would actually like to give it a go, like multiplayer. Um, I have to try and make, like, maybe tee it up next time we're hanging out together, maybe to, to, to plug through some of it. Cause it's, it's super fun. They're just stupid, dumb, fun games um, and satisfying. Like, you feel really powerful, but they're not easy. There are some parts where the, the platforming gets really tricky uh, and, to, like, involving, like, switching between, Yeah, like, I remember some of those from the first game, like, mm-hmm. swapping between, like, dimensions or realities or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. in the first one, it was, like, the land of the dead and, like, the land of the living. It's the same in this one as well. Oh, okay. It's just that there is multiple... So Jesus, the areas... Are, like, so the d- the dimensions re- thing is, like... There's two realities across the multi... Mexiverse. Yeah, basically. It's like the land of the living and the land of the dead. But for, that, for each Mexiverse. But the, yeah, but the land of the living and the land of the dead is like game mechanic, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It involves you switching between I'm them. still just wrapping my head around the amount of Look, lands of the dead and lands of the living across all of the Mexiverse. Look, it's super dumb. There's a, there's a, like... A, I mean, it's, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> there's a Mexican performer who has like a whole bunch of chickens that like are his performers and he talks to them. It's really funny. Um, But yeah, it's... uh, there, Yeah, there are parts, like you said in the first one but they do it again in this one like using that switching between on the fly like usually like mid jump oh, and yeah it's, some of those got wild like gets tricky trying to like you'd be using the, the, the reality shift to sort of not only like solve basic platform puzzles but sometimes to wall jump yep so you'd be like okay jump bounce off wall quick shift jump bounce off wall shift and just like that 
yeah. is a staple in this. Once you get those abilities, like the wall okay. jump ability, so if you weren't like, good at it in the, in the first one, brace yourself. Yeah, in the it, there, there's a lot of that in here. Okay. Um, right. They've also I don't know if they're in the first one, but there are like um, little like points that you can like um, when you jump towards them, they'll like an arrow will appear like in the direction you're facing, like holding the stick, and you can hit Y and it will like teleport you in that direction. They're basically like little portal things. I don't think they were, but it's been a while. Uh, so I can't remember either, but um, th- they have those, and they have those where you have to like jump, double jump, attach to one of those and flick yourself up, they and actually... then switch reality, and then like, because there's one that's in the, the land of the living, and there's one in the land of the dead, and you have to switch between them to try and like chain your way up a certain area. But I don't think it was the first game to do it, but like using like little... Little things to launch yourself reminds me actually of um, Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. Okay, it had a similar mechanics. I remember very distinctly fighting a boss where there was these two little circle spots, and you basically it, it would swing its tail, and you had to jump above on one of those and sort of like launch across there to get behind it and hit it. Yeah, they're very simple mechanic, but I like them. It's cool, like, and that's I guess the whole point of this game is that it knows what it is in terms of it is just blatantly a metroidvania game it has the same tropes the same sort of power-ups and stuff like that but the way it differentiates itself is like well those gameplay mechanics are tight and they're fun and we'll do them in our own sort of slight different slightly different way like by having a playable chicken and whatnot but like the way that they differentiate it is the setting and the art style and just the humor and the writing even the combat yeah that's true actually yeah like the, having the, like an actual like Almost not not like a fighting game system, but like the, the the abilities are pretty fun. There is a move list and there's combos, and mm. and like when you're in a battle, you've got a you've got a um like a hit counter as well. Yeah, um, and like there are certain abilities because there's like skill trees as well. You unlock them in this one by meeting different trainers in certain parts of the uh, parts of the world, um, and they've got like a different school of training of that you can so. like um, and unlocking them. Some of them are just like having that amount of gold and you can unlock them that way. And some of them are, you've got to have a certain amount of gold and also fulfill a, like a quota. So like it might be like kill 25 enemies with the dash punch oh, and okay. you can unlock the super dash punch yeah. or like there are, there are like, you know, objectives you have to complete to yeah. unlock new skills. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super neat. It's super fun. I really enjoy it. I'm glad I finally picked it up. Um, I'm a little sad I didn't pick it up when i had the chance last year maybe to play it because um it's definitely like worthy of at least an honorable mention on on a game of the year list it's too late it's too late i mean it is but like have come and gone i i i mean drinkbox are like three for three with me so far of games of theirs that i played um i thoroughly enjoyed seven i guacamole was amazing so much fun um and then guacamole 2 just is more of the same but just refined and uh and on the switch so and on the switch well i mean the first one's on the switch the first one's well. also on the switch you yep. can buy them both on switch you can buy all three of their games on switch yes you can drinkbox um, have got the right idea i actually think you get a discount on like any time if you own guacamole one by buying guacamole two okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take your word for it because i don't know i'm enjoy- I, I like the fact that a lot of uh, a lot of people are doing that as well devolver digital if you own any devolver digital game they you get a discount recently, yeah well no you get a discount flat rate 
like on any other Devolver digital game. I, I thought I saw an end date on that. Is that still? Oh, going? maybe there is an end game. But either yeah. way, like it's cool they're doing it though. Like yeah. it's, it's a thing that I don't know if I've seen on the PSN at least. Yeah, it was like a list of games. It was like if you own Minute or Crossing Souls. Yeah, or I remember like I Dungeon. Was, I stared at Crossing Souls for a while. Yeah, I bought it and I. We were talking about games. I, was, that... I honestly was because I didn't like Y two K. Yeah, I was like, man, Crossing Souls looks like what I wanted Y two K to be. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's for another time. Um, Goodbye, Y2K, I'm not going back to you. <laughs> oh, maybe one day. But uh, no, Guacamole 2, no, you should not no, skip. No, Don't skip Guacamole no, 2, just to borrow from no. the allies. Guacamole 2, man. No, Guacamole 2 is good, I'm just... Do skip Y2K. <laughs> wow! I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't like it. I don't. That's fair. I don't know. We're all friends here, we're not, we're not oh, here to... I'm not I gonna, tried. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... I tried... <laughs> You did, and that's, that's all that matters, Karen. You tried. I see. I see the heart, but it's not. It's not for me. <laughs> I wonder if Guacamole Two has online co-op. I have no idea. Hmm. That might be something. You are. You are the person who owns Guacamole Two. That might. Look, I. That might look into something. I do not own it. <laughs> yeah. Yet. I mean, I bought a Switch game this week already. <laughs> I haven't bought you a Switch. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Um. Yeah, Guacamole Two. Get around it. It's fun. Well, now we've checked all the boxes on our quest log, I think it's time we move straight on into everyone's favourite podcast news game, Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope is, of course, our news story segment game of the show, uh, where we each bring some uh, news stories to the table and we decide whether they're dope, in which we are, or, or nope. If one of us dopes the story and one of us nopes the story, the person who doped the story has a very small window of time to describe and state their case for said story. If we both describe the the story as dope, we talk about it in great detail. And if we say nope, we move on and forget that whole thing exists. Um, Spoiler alert, probably a lot of dope this week. Um, We've been given a wonderful bounty of gifts. Yeah, it was really funny. We We had a conversation earlier at the start of last week where you were like, yeah, now looking forward to the episode this week. We're gonna, you know, it's been pretty have, quiet so it's far. It's been pretty quiet. We can focus on what we've been playing. It's going to be a pretty like you know, cruisy episode. And then we got a whole bunch of stuff that happened. Specifically um, a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, exactly. Um, Forever, the Nintendo Direct is the thorn on our side. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because we just can't help ourselves. The thorn that we are greatly that is greatly appreciated and Oh, the thorn that I'm just like, I'm so glad it's in there. Like, I'm happy. Yes. But, yeah. Still, still, still beats us down a little bit. Um... But we've got a couple of other things that we wanted to talk about before we get to said Nintendo Direct. Um, so, we had some interesting stuff that happened. Uh, I can't remember when this news broke. Uh, about a week ago. Yeah. Just over a week ago. Uh, we got news that a whole bunch of, like, old school PC... Dungeons & Dragons-inspired uh, RPG, uh, Western RPGs... Uh, such things like Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, Neverwinter Nights, are uh, all coming to consoles, and Hell including yes. including the Switch, especially the Switch. Yeah, this is dope, by the way. Yeah, hundred percent. This is really really cool. I think everyone like that we know has at least played one of these games quite intensely. Um, I know your housemates probably played all of them probably. at some point in his life. Um, when I when I told him this news, he was just like, "Ah, oh, they just sold me a switch." Yep. <laughs> it's, I mean, well, that's it. Like, you know, if you're not familiar with these games, um, 
the one that I played the most of was Neverwinter Nights. I played a lot of that. I uh, really enjoyed it, but they are expansive. They are, <laughs> like, again, well, as as we as implied, they are based around Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, these games go deep. Yeah, they yeah really deep. Um, they are complicated. Mm-hmm. They are tricky. But yep. gosh dang it if they aren't good. Yeah, the barrier of entry is quite high, and I think yes. I never really understood them that much as a kid. But so now you'll be able to. It'll be interesting to sort of go back to them now. You know, you know. I think you'll have a much better understanding. I think Having so. played D&D. Well, that too as well. I think, you know, being like D&D being like a regular part of my life now, which is really cool. So um, I'm looking forward to diving back into these. Um, Skybound Games are going to be basically publishing them. Like re-releasing them, mm, I think they're coming physically as well, aren't they? Oh, really? I thought I, I thought I saw mention of physical releases. I'm not, I'm not sure for all of them, but definitely for some of them. Mm, yeah, no, no, nothing really. Okay. Well, then, forget I said anything, unless they pop up on shelves. In which case, I told you all. Yeah. Uh, so other things like Planscape Tournament, uh, Planscape Tournament, and uh, Siege of Dragonspear as well. A couple other ones: Baldur's Gate One and Two, Icewind Dale. Uh, and Neverwinter Nights, uh, the enhanced edition, is coming uh, to yeah PS4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. Um, there's not a whole lot to go on here. Just like you know, what do you have any good memories of playing these games? Or? I, I mean, look, my memories are mostly of Bowls Gate and just scratching my head over it. But oh yeah, I w- always wanted to play more of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I was younger and it was confusing. Oh yeah, and like you know, they were they were like. That was, like, when, like, PC gaming was in its, like, absolute prime as, like, the go-to place for these kinds of experiences. Whereas these yeah. days, we can get them now on, like, the Switch or or Xbox One or PS4. Like, th- th- that's... that's... Gonna be, like... The big thing for these games is they are time sinks. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they are perfect for Switch. <laughs> yep. Chuck a podcast on, kick back... And just handheld mode on the couch. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. My God. Yep. Um, really, really looking forward to, to checking out. Just, oh, Neverwinter Nights is the one that really sticks out to me. Yeah. Like, again, like you said, like, I think everyone would have at least one of those games. Mm. For me, there's the Boulder Gates. Like, again, I never really got into them because they were confusing, but I wanted to, and now I have a chance. Yeah. Um, they recently, uh, Baldur's Gate, um, I think Baldur's yeah, Gate 2 recently had, had resurgence on, like, they, mobile devices. They definitely had, like, enhanced editions. Yep. And so, like, it's not like this is, you know, crazy news that they're coming back. But yep. just having them on console is it? Like, just having them on Switch. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's the Switch factor again. I remember seeing yeah, a lot it's of people huge like for me. A- apparently, like the, the 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 ports that they made for for iOS on like things like iPad were really cool because you got that big screen real estate. You can you get the touch input as well in there. I'm wondering how much of that's going to be included in that's like the Switch ports. Um, they could do it. Like, it does have a touchscreen. Exactly. Doesn't and get like, used much. But... They've already, well, yeah, but they've already used that. Yeah, exactly. They've already made like an interface based around the that. mechanics. So, could still be there. Exactly. Yeah, they could they could port that across, which would be interesting. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot to go on that. That they're they're coming out sometime this year. I don't know. We don't know what the release schedule is going to be like for them. If they're going to like dump them all at once or like stagger the releases. I think you stagger these things. Yeah. Like maybe, but maybe bundle Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 together. Actually, not a bad idea. Um, like drop them both at once as like a, maybe even a bundle you could do. Basically tell people who buy them, it's like, hey, look, you buy this bundle right off about a good six months. Yep, exactly. Yeah. You're going to be here a while. Um, but like, I mean, if you're into these kind of things and you, you do want something, say you travel a lot and you've got a Switch and you have fond memories of playing these as a a kid, like, I always feel bad when I'm like really driving home that Switch Factor 
But yeah, these just these are going to be so good on Switch. Yeah, it's it's amazing we live in this world where we can get these kinds of experiences, not only like on a home console without like the barrier of entry of having like a high end PC to run them or a PC in general, but like um, but we can have them on the Switch, which is a portable console. Like you can take that with mm. you. You can take your fucking Baldur's Gate campaign with yeah. you in your pocket or and on screen your bag. Is, on the screen, it's bigger than a mobile phone. Exactly. You know, and with controllers that are yes. packaged with it. Actual buttons. Um, yeah. A, a lot of like super awesome pedigree behind these games. Um, it's good to see them get a new life. Yeah. And especially in, when we've got things out there like, you know, you've spoken about it on the show before, but like Divinity Original Sin and stuff like that, very much in the same... Even like... Um, Pillars of Eternity. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And oh, I always get the name mixed up. The other one that was a Kickstarter. Oh. Tides of Numeria. Was it Torment Tides of Numeria? Yes. It's something Tides of Numeria. Yes. But anyway, that's it's... again like these. It's one of those CRPGs. Yes. Yeah. Um, which yeah, they were all that they were all the rage and that that specific period of time, like late nineties, mm. early two thousands. Um, on PC. That was the reason that was weird for me as well, because I didn't play them until a bit later on. And, like, all of my knowledge sort of, like, of isometric PC games was from what I had played of Diablo. Yep. Not yep. the same game. No, in case no. you're wondering. No, not not very, mindless clicking. Very it's different. A little bit more calculated. and A little uh, bit slash a lot more calculated. Yeah. Neverwinter Nights had, I think, a little bit more of the, yeah. the action element to it, which I think is why I liked it so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I, I remember playing it because a lot of my friends were playing. I remember trying to play Baldur's Gate and just it being is like, it's slower. And, Whoa, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, now being a little bit older and having a little bit more patience, a little bit more patience. Um, even even having again playing having played D and D. Yes, well that too. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they're priced as well. Yeah, well, if they bundle them up, they could they could get some good value out of them. I mean, imagine if they did do just like a big like you could pay like, like huge bundle with all like a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty bucks, and you're like you get all. Of well, them. I wonder how much they are on. I'm gonna check how much Baldur's Gate is if it's even on Play Store. Let's find yeah. out. Yeah, look up Baldur's Gate because I mean, like it's worked before with things like the the Telltale games and stuff. They do like bumper bundles. So, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 Enhanced Editions are fifteen ninety nine each. Okay. So, that's honestly pretty reasonable. Yep. They might be a bit more just because of console. I would say like 20 to 25 yeah, bucks. Yeah, that that's probably a right. fair. Uh, yeah, Icewind Dale, $15.99. Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition, $13.99. Planescape, $15.99. Yeah, so I assume like $20, $25 each. Yep. We're looking at, which is, again, pretty good value. Yeah, and so the fact that they're running, like, you know, they're, they're running competently on, on mobile devices means that these ports are going to be pretty decent. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to checking these out and I thought it was something, it's, this episode's, uh, Dope or Not was mainly just about, like, announcements and potential new releases. It was fun because we got to pick, like, we had a couple weeks off and we've just picked things that we're excited about. Yeah, like, there was some, there was some shit that went down in these last couple of weeks. But I feel like a lot's been said about that. Yeah, and I don't think we can add much more to the, you know, we're not the place to come to. Come to us for the hype, man. Come to us for the hype. I mean, if we'd been sooner... Like, maybe. But, yeah. like, again, everything that's, that's not... We might as well mention it. Like, the Activision Blitzer stuff, everything that we would have to say in the matter has been said better by others. Uh-huh. Yep. And Descendant is just... It's a bummer. And yeah. And I don't like how Activision runs things, but that's not news. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to think that what we're known for is, like, we're here for, for good vibes. Good times, it good is, vibes. It is important to, to observe the, the seriousness of... of 
how broken this industry industry can be fundamentally. Of course. But yeah, there's nothing we can add to it. It's all, everyone it. said it better than we have, and it's not news that Activision are a little bit of a dick. Yeah. So pretty, let's keep on rolling with the excitement. Pretty much, yeah. Please continue, because what you've got to so bring to the table is I very still, exciting. I'm still processing this. Um, I forget when exactly they were starting to tease it, but basically... This I think it was earlier this year, mm. or even maybe a week or so ago. Yeah, it was like a couple. It was ago. like, hey guys, on the fourteenth of February, Team Cherry announced they would give players a look at the upcoming Hornet content. Yeah, for Hollow Knight, and I believe that was the way they described That's, it as yeah, well. It was like Hornet content, Hornet content for Hollow Knight. Everyone's like, sweet. And it was it was going to be their first piece of paid DLC, paid content. Uh huh. People were like, all right, here we go. We're getting some new stuff. Yep. Um, fellas, is it dope? Is this dope? Uh, this is so dope, dude. Like, this is the dopest of dopes. <laughs> Team, Cherry, Team Cherry clearly had fun with this, right? Oh, yeah. Because then they're like, hey, guys, uh, here's a little little trailer for you. You boot it up, and it's for a thing called Hollow Knight Silk Song. And you're like, okay, cool. It looks like we're getting, like, a little little expansion with um with one as a playable character. Yep. No, 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 it's a sequel. Yep. It is Fully a, fledged stand, it's a standalone as well. It is a standalone yeah. sequel. It's a Hollow Knight sequel. In in Team Cherry's own words on their blog post. Okay. Like, first of all, they mentioned it's been very hard to keep the secret. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, but they talk briefly about how, because uh, basically they had started making this as, like, they want to take Hornet to, like, new areas. Right. They're like, we'll have, like, a, like I, guess, I guess, like, new zones. But then as they kept making it, it kept getting bigger. And I guess they're like, you know what? Let's just. Do a sequel. Yeah. Like, in the same blog post, they announced that Hollow Knight has hit 2.8 million in sales. So fucking awesome. Like, these guys are from South Australia. They are from South Australia. That's what I was about to say. Like, fucking Australia represent. Like, one of the biggest... Like, a shadow... They got a the pristine spot of a shadow drop in a Nintendo Direct. Like, that's... That's big fucking news. Um, and super awesome. I'm Hollow just Knight. super happy for them. Like, for my complaints about Hollow Knight having too much to do... Yeah. Like, the game itself is still beautiful. It's and the so movement's good. incredible. So good. And, like, everything I loved about Hollow Knight, just watching this trailer for Silk Sun, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Oh, yeah. Like, the way Hornet fights... Oh, yes. With her, like, needle and thread, it's just yes. like, sign me up. Yeah. And, like, The movement looks smooth. It's super cool, because, like, you've seen... Like, if you've played Hollow yeah, Knight, you've, you've seen against... her... You've fought her multiple times. You know how she works, and, exactly. like... Exactly. The, again, the gameplay in the trailer, like, it looks like it's perfect. Yeah. On top of that, though, some of the environments, like, because Hollow Knight, I guess another thing you can mark against it, it's still gorgeous to look at, but it is all very, a, a very similar color palette. Yes. Like, there's a couple of zones, like, like the the, the foresty area where it yeah. gets, it gets a bit green. Yeah, but it's still that, like, it's very, like... It's a washed out green. And, and even, even, still, the, even, like, the city's, like, sort of washed out purpley yeah. color. Yeah. And in terms of it's like the way it's lit, it's very like dark, decrepit, and yeah. dark, and it's been desolate for a long time. Um, this looks like there's like I saw. I think I saw like some god ray sunlight there coming some, through. There some, oh. some colors and lighting. It looks good. Damn, this looks good. Um, as an extra bonus, like as if all of this wasn't enough, if you just so happen to be one of the two thousand one hundred and fifty eight Kickstarter backers, yep. For the first Hollow Knight, um, Team Cherry will be supplying you with a Steam code and a DRM-free version of the game of the, of the sequel. It's like they so don't want to make they don't want to make any money. It turns out if you back the first game, you also back the second game. Yep, like 
I, uh, it's that's. I guess that's important to note as well that this game, like Hollow Knight, not only was it a like global success, it's like one of the like pillars of the indie community now. I think like you look at games in of past things like Undertale and Shovel Knight and stuff like well, that. I, like Hollow Knight's there. Oh yeah, yeah, like, for sure, easily. And like when you think of like so the Metroidvania genre mm-hmm. has had a lot of games come and be like, hey, I'm a Metroidvania, and you're like, cool. Like, you're fun. Yep. But, like, Hollow Knight, it sticks. Well, I mean, and look, I don't want to get too caught up in the comparisons, but, like, it had that, that, ag, pun intended here, but, like, tough as nails, like... Yes, it has... Element the, to it, it, has, it, like, it has the Souls yeah. aspect, in the sense that, like, you are dropped in this world, and you sort of piece together what happened, mm-hmm. characters drop the breadcrumb trail... Yep. Uh, you even have like the bonfire esque system of sitting at benches and also like collecting your like your soul essentially yes, when you yep. fall. Um, but even even all of that like it like Team Cherry did a good job of making it feel like their own thing. Yeah, it didn't feel on the nose. Like I think yeah. I always and it's not a bad game. I enjoyed <laughs> it. I got the platinum in it, but I always think of Salt and Sanctuary. Right. So Salt and Sanctuary is not the same as this, but it is a two D. Metroidvania Souls like. Yeah. But it is like it is so Souls like. It lent very heavily into yeah. the Souls like. It, it does some stuff that is unique to it, but by and large it is just what if Dark Souls was 2D? And yeah. like that's fine. But I feel like Hollow Knight sort of it, oh man, Hollow Knight's got so much I'm not I, I'm not being mean it's on Sanctuary. No, no, no. But no. Hollow Knight I just feel has so much more heart behind it. Yeah, I, that's I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like Soul Sanctuary feel, is good. You can feel the love in this game. It's just there's everything feels handcrafted. Like mm. the animations on all the enemies and the way you, like the, the player character the movement. moves. The movement, the movement is so is good. Gorgeous. And like the way that like stuff happens in like the backgrounds of areas as well like things will scurry across and it has that sort of like that handmade um, hand drawn animation style, mm. and it just looks good. Cool. Every look, time like the, the the giant beetle bug comes in, like yeah. the, one, the transport one, and it like slides in, I'm just like, oh, that looks so good. And look, I can, I it's not, it wasn't my favorite aspect of the game, but this like Hollow Knight has, boy, it's if you want a game that's just gonna fill your time, it is full of stuff to do. Oh yeah, I watched. Um, the, the completionist video on it, it goes so much deeper than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, holy crap. So yeah, like just so much has been put into this game. And again, like the amount of content, not what I was looking for, but I don't regret how much I played of it. And I will absolutely be buying Silk Song. Yeah. Sign me up. I need to go back and finish. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I, I need to finish that. I'm, I'm at the final boss fight. I just think I need to just like get credits on it and not worry about, oh no, but I need to do this. Yeah. Oh, at a certain this, point, like, you have to accept yeah. that you're going to need to go for credits. Um, I did. I, I deviated so I could like like get the final upgrade for my nail, but that was the only reason why. I, I think that was my last deviation. I finally got it, so I'm I'm good now. But um, but yeah, I this is like I would say depending on when it releases, but like this is like a day one purchase. I feel we're both pretty pretty pumped on this one. Yeah. So um. It is currently planned for PC and Switch. Yep. Uh, and I'm just reading here that not only... So yeah, so it is if you did over $10 Australian, which I guess is like the, probably the amount that got you Hollow Knight. Yep. Uh, they'll send out. They'll be sending out surveys, and you can pick a PC or Switch code. That's awesome. 
That's so good. Team Cherry are so good. I wish I could go back in time and back High, this game. Higher tier backers, right, who received multiple copies of Holy Knight, will get multiple copies of Silk Song. I, like I said before, it's like they don't want, they don't even care about making money on this. They're just like, nah, fuck it. We just we started we started screwing around with this as like extra content, and now it's its own thing. Oh, screw it. I'm really curious how far off this game is. Because the trailer looks pretty polished. Like, it looks... Yeah. And shows a lot of variation in environments and it's stuff exciting. like that. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, very, very exciting. Thank you, Team Cherry. Yes. We don't deserve you. We do not deserve go you. Go South Australia, go. Fucking... Oh, man. If you're listening to this, we would, <laughs> lo- we would love to speak to you. I'd love to just, like, man, shake your I hand hope, and be like... I hope Silk Song's a PAX. Oh, man. I mean, who knows? It could be out by then. Like... We could be playing it by then. That's similar, uh, yeah, like, who knows? But if it's not out by then, it, please be there. Do you know what's good? This is our chance to rectify the fact that we didn't play Hollow Knight in time to put it in is, our Game can, of the Year list. We can so do it. We can, we we'll can do it this time. Retroactively do it, yeah. Um, cool. All right. So, should we get to the, the, the meat and potatoes of yeah, let's get to about, this week? Let's get to that direct. Yeah, let's get into it. So, we had another Nintendo Direct that got announced. Uh, again, like, two days before it happened. Typical Nintendo fashion. It got rumoured, and then it happened, and then most of, like, some of the things that got mentioned in the, the rumours happened. Others didn't. Others didn't. Other things that maybe maybe we were excited for, but it's, it's fine. having said that, as a as an overall, I think this is a really solid I was super happy after yeah. this. Yeah. Like, there's some, there's some real cool shit, but... I mean, it kicked off with, just straight into it, with Super Mario Maker 2. So this is fun. So obviously this is dope. Yeah, exactly. But if you remember, if you think back, I think it was like their investor call or something, they were talking about Mm -hmm. their upcoming titles. Yes. And they were very cheeky, and they were like, look, we we do have a game coming up soon, but I think you'll like. And people were like, whoa, what could it be? And it got wild. A lot of people picked certain things. I I know a popular one going around, obviously, was Metroid Prime Trilogy. Yeah. But... I don't think anyone expected Super Mario Maker 2. I think there was a part of everyone that was like, well, it's, obviously it's happening, but we just don't know when. But I don't think anyone liked to like to, to be like, a, be like not only announcing this direct, the two girls were like, oh, it's coming in June as well. Yep. Like, this game comes out in like... That was the kick out. Like, after... A, four months. Yeah. Like, after a really extensive trailer for it as well, like, shows off a whole bunch of new features, the way that it actually works on the Switch as well, with, yeah. in terms of the menus and things was really cool. Neat looking like little radial menus, which are great. I really like that. Obviously, using the thumbsticks yeah. to sort of select things, that's great. As well as still having touchscreen stuff by the looks of it, so yep. like it's all there. Um, and then on top of that, being able to make like scrolling levels. Um, the, like the moving platforms. Moving platforms and like programming enemies to like move yeah, like and the follow along. Plants, yeah. Yeah. Because also, of... like, including the Mario 3D world as a, as like a mm-hmm. tool, a tile set. So Cat Mario is now in there as Cat well. Cat Mario is in there. And, like, Fuck yeah. one of them showed, like, the, the Banzai bull, bull, bills coming out of the background. So, yeah, like, like, man, this... this Mario Maker was already pretty wild. This looks like it's, like, taking us to the next level. People are going to make awful things in this. Oh, God, yeah. I'm looking at Ross Donovan from yes. Game Grumps. I'm scared. Ross O'Donovan, you Ross fucking sadistic gonna, bastard. He's... Gonna, he's He's tweeted a lot over the last couple of days, just like pictures of him thinking about the fact they announced a new Mario Maker. He's ready to make horrible things. God, God, and make the make Danny and Aaron suffer through them. So I, I already feel their pain. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna love watching them play. Oh through yeah, this. it's oh, gonna yeah. be great. 
I kind of want to go back and watch their other, like, a Mario Maker compilation. This stuff. Yeah, it's a good idea, actually. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's coming in, Mario two. in June. June. Uh, it looks like a lot of the stuff that was there is still there. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm curious about, do you think they're going to still have new Super Mario Brothers as well? Like, in, or is 3D World going to replace it? I don't know. Like, it, they seem kind of similar. It, yeah, I guess. I mean, it, uh, the only reason why I say they include both of them is because, like, the different power-ups are oh, different that's things. that's a good point, yeah. So, new Super Mario Bros. has, like, the squirrel thing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think the the 3D World stuff had a little bit more of a, not quite, but, like, a, a, a kind of that yarn look, feel to it as well. Oh, yeah. It had a, yeah. a slightly different. It was the, the textures were a little bit different, I think. On yeah, right. Things. So, but probably we'll keep them both in there. Yeah, I think. But for the base level, I think it would be for like the power ups because obviously they, you know they're focusing on like Cat Mario being a thing. Cat Mario, I fucking love Cat Mario. Cat, well, you're definitely gonna be able to get Cat Bowser. Oh, fuck yes! Um, everyone's cat now. Yeah, is cat now? Is cat now? Um, so yeah, that's how the direct kicked off. That's um, crazy. Kicking off with a uh, with a bang. Uh, the next thing we got was I look at uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, the Black Order. Um, few bit, uh, few more details on that. We got a release window of uh, summer in America, which is winter for us. Um, nothing new, really. Nothing new. They uh, sort of showed Captain Marvel, but yeah. I had already assumed. Yeah, we had assumed, and like I did use the the tagline from the movie. Well, yeah, exactly. But it was cool to sort of see that. And I, 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 yeah. like, you don't blame them because you no, know, of we're, course not. We're like is it still three weeks out from that? So this is still a Marvel game. They're still yeah, like, yeah. look, Captain Marvel's here. Absolutely, and the fact that it is a Switch exclusive is pretty it's pretty neat. Crazy. I'm gonna play this game. I, I'm gonna play this so game. So what I dabbled with the one and two, they were fucking fun games. They're just super fun to sit down and now that I know Captain Marvel's there, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. With a sweet mohawk as well. Yeah. Just like the cool short hair look. Yeah. That was dope. Let's go. Um cool. Uh then we also had uh a new Box Boy game. So Box Boy and Box Girl. Um cute little like puzzle platformers from three DS. Apparently, wildly popular yeah like on the 3ds like they were very popular mm, i think like, the japanese were really yes. big on on box boy um yeah so this new version will have 270 stages mm-hmm. and it'll come out on april 26th that's cool it looks really I, neat. I haven't played the box boy games but like now it's on switch and i don't have to put up a 3ds for them yep i am more likely it looks really cool um i think some i don't know are the old box boy games on i feel like they got released on switch I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, they're definitely on 3DS. I'm making it up. I, I, so, I think you might be. Box Boy is such a big deal, though, that Box Boy got its own amiibo. There is an amiibo, Box Boy amiibo. It's super rare, apparently. I don't think I'm, we got it over here. I don't think we did. But we got Chibi Robo. It's super rare. But I, I think, yeah, there is a Box Boy amiibo. I remember seeing it, and it's literally just this box with eyes. And mm, a couple I mean, arms. It is what it is. Yep. But Adorable. Looks, looks pretty cute. Yeah. Um... New playable characters in 270 stages. Launch on April 26th. Nice. Sweet. Uh, next up, we got a little bit of like... We got teased. We got teased. Getting a bit getting a bit cheeky here. They were like, Super Smash Brothers, update on that. Sweet. Yeah, update version 3.0 is coming. And everyone's like, sweet. And they're like, you'll have to wait to find out what's in it. And we're like, oh, you bastards. But mild silver lining at the end of the of the, the Smash Brothers stuff. It was very short. Um... But just saying, Joker will arrive uh, before the end of April. So we've got a, I guess, a release window. So any time between now and the end of April, Joker will. Does that be... mean we're getting a direct in April? 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you know what is in April. Yeah, end of March, start April. You know what is in April on April twenty fourth or twenty fifth? Mm-hmm. Peace Sound Live. Fuck, it is too. So I don't know if it'll tie into that, but Atlas loves tying all the Persona stuff together. I, I think the finale of the anime for Persona Five is around then as well. And having like, and that's got. Or is that in? Oh, is that might be in March, and then that's when the Persona R thing is happening. Whatever that is, Persona Five R is. There's a lot of stuff. Persona's like got the next few months booked. I know. I am here for all of I'm it. I'm here for all of it too. Um, Sign me up. So, but yeah, at the very least, Joker will be coming before the end of April. Yes. And what else? Whatever else comes in three point Um. Yeah. They like there was a lot of like blurred out menus that looked like Sakurai had fun making that. I bet. Oh yeah, yeah. Just being like, I'm going to milk this for all it's worth. Because I know every single last one of you motherfuckers are eating out of my hand right now. And we're like, yes, please. More, more, please, more, Sakurai. More, I would like soon, some more. Soon we'll definitely get our first look at the Dragon Dragon Quest character. That'll be good. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sora fans. Moving on. Um, so, I still believe. Uh, a Look, free update. A free update for the Switch version of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is coming. Um, it's a whole bunch of new levels. Uh, oh no, so the free update was at, like launched the day of, yeah, of the direct, and there's a paid DLC yes. coming as well. Um, I can't remember what it was exactly what it was called. It's like special levels or something. It's got I some no really dumb. It's got name. a couple. It got a few new courses and all that. Yeah, it's interesting. They like I was watching the allies talk about this, and they bring up a good point that it's weird that this is getting new content, but not Mario Party. Yeah, that's a really good point. I don't know. I mean, maybe Mario Party will get somebody three. Who knows? But I was honestly, if anything that they've got out, that's not Smash, obviously, yeah, was going to get new content. I was like, it's got to be Mario Party, right? Fuck Mario Party. That needs some. Yeah, needs I reckon some, it needs some boards. E three, I reckon. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. It, I mean, put a Captain Toad fucking board in there. Why not? Um. Yeah, it's also going to have two-player co-op now as well. That's what the free update, I think, Yeah, with Toadette. Yeah, which is... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it said something about, like, some of the puzzles being reworked, so it does actually work with... Good puzzle game. Two players. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. Puzzle game. 100%. Um, yeah, that's pretty neat. Ah, uh, Bloodstained. Ritual of the Night. We're getting closer. We, it's We're na- zeroing in. It's narrowing in. We've got a summer date, a summer window now. Yes. It's our winter, I guess. Yes. Yep. Uh, still looking just like ready to scratch that Castlevania, which I've got. Um, just want that date. I need that date to finish it off. Because yep. I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't need to see this game anymore. Stop giving me new trailers. Just but give me a date. Character customization. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? I guess I could have a, a green main character if that's what you're into. I mean, every why not? I, to be fair, though, every time I see this game, it looks more and more polished, which it is does. a good sign. It does. I still, I still wish it wasn't 3D like worlds and character models and stuff. But hey, whatever. Like, I'm warming to that. To be honest, that yeah. last trailer, I was like, it's I tough. Kind of, I'm getting into this. I'm it's into tough this. because I just, I remember. Obviously, I remember Symphony of the Night. It still looks so good, right? Okay. And even even more so recently, it was a spin-off standalone thing. But like the little pre- prequel game, yeah, Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon, yeah, boy, that just looks so good. And look, this looks good. It looks fine. But in the back of my head, I'm like, 
man. Imagine if it was sprite based. I had honestly I had the same thought when I played that Metroid Two remake. I'm like, look, this looks good. Imagine a sprite Metroid. Yeah. Uh, look, I think this. I think it's it's, it's a better. I think it's a good move for this being completely different, like slightly different. Um. I, I, I don't know. I, the, every time I see this game, I'm more and more like into the... Because at first I was like, oh, this is a bit rough. I don't know if I like this. But every time I see it, it looks more and more polished and it looks oh, yeah, for sure. Look, really it, quite nice. I'm not going to argue with that. It, it it's looks, got like a weird cel-shaded feel to it. Yeah, I no, love that. It's so weird. I really like it. I mean, it. don't get me wrong. I'm there day one. Yeah. But like... Oh, 100%. Yeah, I don't know. I figured you would be. Of course I'm I am. Definitely, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always showing up for an Egovania. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on my list. I'll, I'll get to it. Um... Maybe day one. We'll see how we go. Uh, then we got the Dragon Quest Rock Block next. Um, well, two little things. We did. Wait, well, one of them's not so little. One of them was a weird thing that's made some fans unhappy. Okay. Um, yeah, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Coming out July 12th. Uh, I know my wife's pretty excited about that. She played a lot of the first one. I bought it for, for Christmas when it came out. Builders 2 has co-op, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, but it's not big. story co-op. I think That's the story fine. the story mode is still separate. I, from what I can tell from the trailer, anyway, they were saying it's like you know, or you can team up with up to four friends on on your own island. So that sounds fine. Yeah, um, but it's got like warping now. So like, and okay. the map is like the uh, the overworld map is like eight bit style. So it looks like traditional Dragon Quest, which looks really neat. Um, and yeah, uh, if you if you own the first game on Switch, you get a you can craft. Basically, the outfit of the main character from the first one, nice, and something else as well. Like it's, yeah, it looks really neat. It looks like they've added a lot more to it. It's been out in Japan for a while, hasn't it? I think. Builders two, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it has. Yeah, the um, Dragon Quest just take a while, like because the Dragon Quest series is huge in Japan. Oh yeah, but it's always been sort of like the the black sheep mm. in the West. Not, it's not beat around the bush because Square has Final Fantasy. Yeah, and Final Fantasy is big over here that's the one that people that people have had because we never we dragon quest was always the one we got some of but not all of yeah which final fantasy was at one point until square rectified that and then consistently we got the full set but um yeah then then they went on to dragon quest 11 dragon quest 11 s definitive echoes of an elusive age definitive edition yes which is a mouthful oh yeah now so this is obviously sort of... It is the definitive edition, as, as implied. Uh-huh. So, it's Dragon Quest Eleven for Switch, with all those bells and whistles from the PS4 version, which is good, because there was a lot of people going, will it be the PS4 version, or will it be the 3DS version that never got localized? Yeah. So, it's good to know that it is the Dragon Quest Eleven that came to PS4, which is a gorgeous game. Mm-hmm. I could I could tell from the, the, the video, I'm like, some hits, the textures have dipped. Just a little bit. It's fine. Just it's still good. It's fine, but... You could, I could sort of sense it, but uh, it's got some new bells and whistles, mm. and this is where it gets weird because this content is in this version, but not announced for other versions. Okay, which for Japanese players probably isn't a big deal because Dragon Quest Eleven is two or so years old now. Yeah, for the West, it just came out in September, so it's still pretty fresh. Yeah, uh, one of the new features will be some orchestrated tracks. Hmm. Big because that mini soundtrack has been a deal breaker for some. I may have been one of those. Uh huh. So it'll be interesting. Like it's not the, not the whole soundtrack. Yeah. I'm gonna assume it'll be like key songs. Like yeah. 
cutscene songs, maybe battle songs, like stuff like that. And stuff, yeah. yeah, like the songs that are important. But um, we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. It also promised more story content for a lot of the main cast. Yeah, like it's like side quest Seems stuff. Like, yeah, essentially. yeah, yeah. It'll sort of flesh them out a bit more. Backstory things, which yeah. is cool. Like Dragon Quest Eleven's already a big game, mm-hmm. so like there's like here's some more content. I'm like, cool, that's rad. Yep, uh, which is neat. And I'm trying to find specifics, but at one point they showed like the eight bit one. Yeah, and the ability to switch to so, like play it as classic Dragon Quest or. This is a carryover from the 3DS version. The big deal for the 3DS right. version of Dragon Quest XI was it was essentially two Dragon Quests. Right. It was the 8-bit classic like NES Dragon Quest, but at a button press you could make it sort of... Not as, not as high quality as the PS4 one. It was yep. still... It was 3D-ish. Yep. Or you could do it 8-bit. Right. So I'm guessing that is in the Switch version as well. Okay. From what I can tell. Like, just because of that part in the trailer, I was like... And that, yeah, they, they said, like, thing. you can, like, switch it at, yeah. you know, at will. Which is like, crazy. Like, the 3DS version did that, and it didn't come to the PS4, and I'm like, all right. Cool, I guess we didn't really need it anyway, but it sounds like it's going to live on in the Switch one. Oh, and I mean, if it can do that on the 3DS, then surely it's going to be not too much of a problem. Oh, yeah, it shouldn't be at all. Yeah. It's just like... I didn't think they'd do it. Yeah. A lot of people were hoping they would do it, but I was like, no way is Square going to waste their time on that. But apparently I was wrong and Square is willing to do it. But yeah, all of this stuff so far is only in the Switch version. So it's... Mm-hmm. I'm not... Honestly, I'm not fussed because I probably will double dip anyway. <laughs> but there are people who are miffed because they bought this in September. Got the... Oh, we'll also have dual audio. That's right. You'll have English and Japanese language. Which, again, the other one doesn't have. So there's a lot of things where it's like, well, Square, you could at least give... I mean, give them the soundtrack stuff and the Japanese voices. I, look, I, And the story content. I would be very surprised if the, it's yeah. not a free update or something like that. I, I assume that there's like a weird exclusivity deal. And yeah. there's like, got like a, a window on it. Oh, yeah. To sell like the well, Switch version. Well, so this is coming... Uh, fall for the u.s it's like spring so spring for us so yeah like later in the year so but but probably would be closer around like the year anniversary of yeah like sep- september and stuff yeah yeah um hmm interesting yeah cool like it was weird like because i was like this looks pretty cool and then i went on and people were like this is bullshit i'm like oh those are good reasons like you bought this game in september and suddenly here's this better version being shown to you going hey you got the crap one yeah this is the one you wanted so yeah well yeah i did want that but this i didn't is, i didn't know it was coming it's the definitive edition oh fuck yeah. um it happens a lot but again wouldn't have been a big deal for japan because it's been out for two years yeah exactly but Kyron, i've got you know big deal here disney some some festival coming to the switch sometime this year hey star fox is getting more missions and stuff wow <laughs> wow not even wow <laughs> Just, I don't know, man. I Disney's some, some, or whatever. Like, I see it in my day to day life sometimes. I'm like, why? I kind of like, I've played like, like cute little mobile versions of it. It's just a fun puzzle game, yeah. but this seems like a Mario Party version of that with like cute little characters sure. set in the Disney universe. Why not? Sure, why not? Um, but as you said, yeah, more Star Fox missions coming too. Oh, yeah, Starlink. Star so, including, including hang on, let's get okay. let's, let's build to it. So yeah, we're bringing, oh. we're bringing in like it looks like the rest of the Star Fox crews coming in. At least yep. like there's playable characters. Yeah, it looks like it. Like Falco sure. and Slippy and the rest of Star Wolf is showing up as like I guess like opponents as well, which is cool. Yep. And 
there will be a racing mini game oh. of sorts. So again, oh. this is weird because this there is still hope, I think, because there are sources that IGN and that had who had seen Star Fox GP running. But yeah, this this has been interesting to see the internet go, wait, so is this what those leakers saw when they heard about a Star Fox racing game? Did did I wonder if there was like some sort of dual, like deal that Ubisoft like outsourced some of that stuff to retro? I don't know, maybe like because it people bring up good points. It would be weird for Nintendo to be like, okay, yes, you can like you can have the Star Fox characters in your racing minigame of Starlink if they were doing a Star Fox racing game themselves. Yeah. That doesn't really work. So whether or not this means the death of the dream of Star Fox GP, we don't oh, know. That it, hurts. It's not impossible. Like it could like maybe it isn't as literal as a racing game as people thought it was. Mm. I don't know. But this was not when we because I it didn't even occur to me at first. I was like, oh yeah, cool, that's a thing. And then I went to reset over like, hey, is that is that what the leakers saw? I'm like, oh shit, is it was is this Star Fox Grand Prix? Was this all just a big mix up? It was the first thing I thought as soon as I saw it. Crosswise in the trailer, I was just like, well, that's dead. That dream is that, dead. That uh, if it if it ever existed, it doesn't anymore, and I'm not so sure that it did exist now. So I I don't know. Oh, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, it. people people certainly went pretty quiet about it, didn't they? Yeah. Like, all those leakers just went, zip, just lip, like, zip. Shut no one was right talking up. about it anymore. Um, Which then, we... I guess, just honestly just makes me nervous about what the hell Retro was doing. In yeah. That. But, uh, I mean, it's cool that Starlink's getting some extra, like, uh, Star Fox stuff in it. That's how, how long until Nintendo just gets Ubisoft to make a Star Fox game? I Not th- long. I think it's, ha- it's going to happen. Yeah. Because Nintendo doesn't know what to do with Star Fox. Yeah get that te- the team that made Starlink this was like essentially the reason why Starlink got pushed through and like survived the cut essentially was that it's it's like a a test yeah I mean like this is also just I think this is just further proof that Ubisoft knows which version of Starlink was the winner and it was the Switch version with Star Fox mm-hmm. probably sold the most like physical probably. copies of it too with the little R-Wing yeah absolutely. I looked at it multiple times oh yeah me too it was really like, cheap honestly, on Christmas. I almost bought it like three times. Seeing this news, next time it's cheap, I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah. Because I want to play as Falco. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty neat. It's very cool. It's pretty, pretty neat. Rest in peace, Star Fox GP. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, a remastered version. Rune Factory 4. Um, apparently, Rune Factory is a pretty big deal. I played a few of them on the DS a while ago. Like, mm. ages ago. They are Harpsmen. Okay, all right. They are Harvest Moon, but also you capture and train monsters. All right. So, Pokemon. Sort of, yeah, but also Harvest Moon. Uh, Harvest Moon with Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> like, sure. it's honestly, that's the best way to sort of sell the series. Uh, again, I only dabbled in a little bit back right. on the DS, but honestly, like, I'll be keeping an eye on it because obviously ever since Stardew Valley, I've been like, yeah, I'll play farming games again. But not Harvest Moon. That series has sort of died. Yeah, that one's a... There's a, like the most recent one that came out, like, they try, they're trying to push it for like, I don't know how much money, but even every time I'm like, oh, it's a new Harvest Moon, and I open the screen, so I'm like, oh, oh, it looks get garbage. that away from me. It looks like trash. It's offensive to my eyes. It looks like trash. Not when Stardew, not when Stardew is out there. That looks beautiful. This Harvest Moon game, get out. You're done. Um, and they also uh, sort of gave a bit of a tease, saying and confirmed that Rune Factory Five is in development. Yeah. Again, I haven't been following along for Rune Factory series, but the fan base seemed pretty hot. Yeah, absolutely. Long yeah. overdue, I guess. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat for them. Good stuff. Um, so, 
Tokyo RPG Factory's new game, which is going to be a, an action RPG, but it looks at things. Yeah, they're ditching the, uh, the Chrono Trigger and going to Secret of Mana. Yeah, basically. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Oninaki. I must admit, I'm kind of in on this. Yeah... But it's hard to say, because, like, I mean, all those games looked really good when we first saw them. Yeah. I mean, I'm Setsuna was good, but unfortunately, like, when I was, when it was leading up to Lost Sphere, when it was basically I Am Setsuna again, I'm like, ah, very okay. fine. I'm, yep. I'm kind of good. But, but this yeah. one, again, like, going the action RPG route, going the Secret of Mana way, uh, and, like, having, like, it seems like the weapons are, like, souls. Mm. So it's sort of, that's gonna, like, it's interesting to see what sort of weapons you'll have access to, how many they'll be, the variety and all that. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely, again, I'm keeping an eye on it. Like, visually it also looked a bit more, I don't want to say interesting, but a bit more... Unique? Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere look very similar. Similar? Yep. Yeah. And straight down, even even the soundtracks are very similar. So yeah, like, this one definitely looks like, not so much, they're trying something a bit different, which, yeah, I'll be watching it. Yeah, I'm definitely keeping an eye on that too because I'm uh, looking forward to checking that out. Uh, no, like, release details for that. No, moment, but so. I mean, they've been, they have put out Lost Sphere last year. Mm-hmm. So like, I would say maybe early next year for this yep. one, if not later That's, in this year. That, like, that Lost Sphere slot that they had last yeah. year, January. Um, it's a pretty safe safe spot to just launch something like this. Yeah. Uh, a, a demo for Yoshi's Crafted World dropped as well. Uh, and we've got some a, a new look at some of the stuff in the game. Um, this game looks pretty fun. The demo's cute and fun, and I counterpicked it in, my, in our Fantasy Critic League. And like after the demo, I'm like, oh, I think this might at least get points. Yeah. I should have counterpicked Crackdown. <laughs> I think it's like, oh, yeah. I have I think, a regret. Oh, boy. Let's not even let's not even go down that alleyway. <laughs> um, yeah. No, like, I think it's going to get, like, mid-70s. Yeah. At the very least. I mean... It's it's gonna scratch that itch that Woolly World did. Yeah. Right? Like it's Yoshi. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's not doing anything super new. Like this, the way it's sort of doing like the, the backdrop stuff with the levels is neat. Yeah. There's a part where you're like on the on the ships where you're like throwing eggs into the background. Yeah. Like and it's, I was like, oh, I remember doing this in Yoshi's Island. Yeah, like it's interesting and it's it's fun. And I think that'll get it by. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. yeah I'm I'm not I'm probably not going to buy it. Yeah, I don't... No, not initially, at least. No, I think... Yeah. See, the problem is, for me, it still very much falls into the Kirby Star, Al- Star Allies pile. I'm like, hey, it looks neat, but I'm good. I think it's I think it's going to be a little bit more challenging than that. A little Ooh, bit more challenging. Interesting. That's. I just have this feeling that it's going to be... I just think of Woolly World, and like... Yeah, so do was, I. Woolly World was hard with co-op, but apart from that, it was pretty forgiving. I... But I don't know. I just looks so nice. Yeah, I just I feel like not by much, but I think it's going to be just a little bit more. Okay, like a little bit more difficult than than um than Woolly's World and maybe Kirby Star I mean, Allies. For me, like it's not even like difficulty. I sort of want to see some cool ideas. That's true. Okay, and then, yeah, again, fair. like the there is definitely potential with the background stuff, and like mm-hmm. I can see it being like there being some fun stuff I do of having to go through a stage in reverse, like going through the back the back part of it. Yep. But yeah, I kind of need to see more. But like the demo itself, like after playing that, I was sort of it, it. It definitely convinced me that this game is going to be fun. Yeah. Not that I. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be garbage, but uh, it's tough. Like I always, I feel like I write off zombies uh, of uh, Yoshi games. Yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe the Yoshi series is a bit like a zombie though. 
No. It just keeps coming back. It just keeps coming back. And everyone seems to like it. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even though it's just sort of like Yoshi's Island all the time now. Yeah. Just won't stay dead. Um, I do like Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island. Oh, Yoshi's Island is so good. good. It's a classic. Um, speaking <laughs> of things that you like, Karen, this is all your slot next. It's your chance to, all right. to, get, to get hype. So the one thing they said about this direct was we would see more information about Fire Emblem Three Houses, mm-hmm. and we did. Like we got a good look at it. It sort of went into detail about the the world. Confirmed that that there's one part that is this kind of not that I'm not sure on, but when they announced it, I was sort of like, yeah, look, I get it, mm. and that's a fact. So it's it seems like we're still going down the um not. Exactly like Fates, where Fates has three storylines. Yep. But basically, there are three main kingdoms, mm-hmm. and it seems like you pick one, sort of to. I'm not sure if you ally with it for like a full story or if like you'll bounce around. But your character is a teacher at this academy in the center of these these three nations, like a church sort of thingy. And let's not beat around the bush here. We are getting some Valkyria Chronicles 2 bullshit. Okay. Anim- yep. Anime Military School. Right. Trails of Cold Steel. Right. Yep. Cool. R- Ruby. I'm, all this all this stuff. Yeah. I'm mildly <laughs> familiar with some of those yeah. things. Yeah. So like, because I, I did, I mean, I honestly don't mind the waifu stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, look, it's sort of fun. Yeah. Um, building those bonds and all that. And people are like, I wonder if I'll keep that in this game. Yes. Yeah, clearly. Like, I was watching this trailer, I'm like, alright, well, this is definitely still here. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm fine with it. But Anime cutscenes. People aren't going to like it. Like, yeah, it's... Uh, but they did show... So they teased a bit of that story. They're still playing that, again, close to their chest, which I respect. Yeah. Because it did look like, even though each of the kingdoms has, like, its set leader, there's, there's going to be something there. Because it's not just going to be so... Cutting like I'm, I'm at school with my friends. And yeah, like, there's something, something else big. Something going sinister on. is going to happen. There'll be a dragon. And somewhere. the fact that you know, I was going to say the fact that it's called three houses as well. It's like there's going to be some sort yeah. of like interhouse war that's going to break out, and it's yeah, yeah it's just going to hit the fan. Because the way they described it, you sort of send your troops out on like missions for the academy or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm like, I want to know more about this. I get that you're not telling me because this game comes out in July, and you're like, wait till then. I'm like, and I will. And I'll yep. buy it day one as a special edition. I'll pre-order it. I'm a sucker. Yeah, I but, saw you um, tweeting about that. Yeah, I'm like, it looks yeah. so good. Uh, but yeah, I just I kind of want to know a bit more about how that's all going to work. The rest of it is sort of like the usual Fire Emblem fare, which is fine. You know, top-down battles. I the units look good. Like the the actual character models look good. Combat mm-hmm. looks good. Terrain still looks pretty bland. Yeah, I kind of want. I don't know how you fix that because. I would say just sort of lean into the anime style more. Yeah. Make it colourful. Yep. Interesting. Like, I don't know, like, it was pretty jarring seeing these, like, these models on just, like, playing grey rocks. I'm like, that's pretty boring, guys. Yeah. I don't mean, who knows, that could... That could change, could but change. I mean, July... That could have been an early build. July soon. It did get delayed. I should mention that, actually. They did stress that, like, they had said it was going to come out in the spring, so our fall, but they needed more time, so it's coming mm-hmm. out July 26, I believe. Yes. So it is a, it is now a July game, but yeah, still need more details. A lot of the stuff that you know from Violent Fire Emblem is still there, like classing up your warriors when you when they level up is still there. But it seems like it's done via an exam now, which I guess is 
better than just going crest. <laughs> Here's his crest. Oh, okay. cool. Now I'm a knight. Karen just patted me on the shoulder and like, yeah. You're a knight now. Yeah. Oh, I'm cool. I got a horse. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a little bit, it just sort of gives some more context. It's yeah. Like you are a knight because you did this test. Right. So you've, you've graduated, you've promoted yourself up. It's like, cool. That's neat. That's cool. That's how it's going to happen. That's cool. Uh, it, I'm not sure it does. It's really vague about how, cause it seemed to mention that you can sort of tell certain characters what to focus on stat wise. So I'm not sure okay. how much control you'll have. So instead of being, I guess, instead of being a, a commander as such, you are like, you're a teacher. You're a teacher. Yeah. That's cool. That's actually yeah, a cool like it's spin. it's interesting. Like I'm I'm very curious to see how far they go with it. Like in the more recent Fire Emblems, there was a class called Villager, which was uh basically once you leveled them up enough, you could pick from just a bunch of different things to okay. to evolve them into to go to Pokemon. Honestly, because right. it's the best comparison for a lot of this stuff. It's like evolving into a from a knight to a paladin. It's just it's the best way to look at paladin it. Paladin life, baby. Yeah. So like it'll be interesting. I'm again just keen to know more. Uh, but they're being being careful, mm-hmm. not giving too much away. The only thing, yeah, I just want them to work on those environments a bit more. Let's look a bit bland. Do you think we'll get another like Fire Emblem specific direct before the game comes out? No, because I think it'll show up at E three. Okay, because E three is before it comes out. Yep. All right, that makes sense. Yep. Um, the the question remains: Will there be a season pass? Because the season passes for the last few Fire Emblems have done well. Yes, and once they've been, I mean. And they got worse, obviously, when they got to Fates. And we're like, what if we just made three games? Yeah. He's up there, guys, a bit. But Awakening had a really good DLC structure. Like, they gave it plenty of three DL- free DLC as well as the paid stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I want to know how the DLC is going to work. And I also want to know about, more about the school setting. How much control I'll have over the stats of my units and all that. But um, who am I kidding? Like, I'm just going to buy this game and spend 300 hours on it anyway. So, yep. I'll figure it all out in July. I can't wait to hear you talk about it. Get ready for like a full month of it. Oh yeah, I'm this week myself. in Fire Emblem Three Kingdoms or Three Houses. I taught my units how to use swords. I yep. I I will prepare myself accordingly. For that. I do still like again. It's I haven't. I don't know if they've like directly addressed it in any of the trailers for this game, but I like that your units are in in like the combat encounters have they're there, but also they've got like units backing them up, like an actual a unit okay. of troops. Yep, makes sense. And again, it's just a little thing to be like. Yeah, but it was it was always weird that my army was just all these guys just having one on one fights. <laughs> Occasionally there'd be like a two on one gang up situation, but yeah, this is cool to see actual like again, like advance wars. <laughs> Good old advance wars. The, the, the units like clashing against one another. It should be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. But they don't seem to have they have not directly been like, Hey, look, look at this, it's just naturally happening in the gameplay, and I want to know more about that as well. Yeah. But um but current. If I had to ask you, like, if you could make any game in the world have a battle royale mode, what 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 would be the wildest thing that you could think of that would have a battle royale mode? I can tell you what it wouldn't have been. Yeah, it wouldn't have been Tetris. Yeah, well, guess guess fucking what? Tetris ninety nine exists. Uh, it is a free game. Um, if you have Switch, if online. you have Switch online. Um, and yeah, it's just that it's you versus 98 other players, uh, all playing Tetris at once and whoever's, whoever like lasts the longest wins. Um, so yeah, it's basically Tetris Battle Royale. Um, I haven't had a chance to check this out yet, but I know I I have, you had a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there's not much to say about it besides the fact that it is Tetris, Mm -hmm. except 
while you're playing your game of Tetris in the middle of a screen, on the left and right hand side, you can see everyone else's little small games of Tetris happening. Like, and you could, it's happening in real time. So yep. you can, if you get knocked out, you can stick around and spectate all of them. And like, you can, there are like power-ups and stuff you can do. Like, So yeah, like as you're clearing lines, you can, you can choose to attack certain people and you'll basically send blocks over them. And obviously the goal is to sort of, I guess, pick the ones who are struggling and send the blocks to them and just yep. bully them into a KO. Right. Uh, which of course is, that's, it's a battle royale, so it's going to happen. And you get warned, like, it'll be like, watch out, and you'll see, like, lines coming to you from who's targeting you. So you can sort of, I guess, like, counter back at them and try yeah. to send blocks their way. You know, I, I said earlier in this episode that I was like, maybe I'm not just a Battle Royale fan. This seems appealing. If you like Tetris, like... I mean, I don't... I'm not, like, a crazy Tetris fan, but I do like it. This seems like such a neat idea. And so far from the field, I'm like, sure, why not? It's real cool. Like, yeah. I, it's an idea that I was... When I when they announced it in the direct, I was a bit... I was like, really? Really? It's like, what? Yeah. But immediately upon booting it up and playing it, I was... It's genius. <laughs> I like to call it Pub T. It's a player I know Battle Tetris. Not as good as the headlines, which was just like, Tetris 99 redefines where we're dropping. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Looking for those better. long boys. <laughs> Get those long boys in. Yep. Um, Dead by Daylight. Please skip this. This game looks... It looked bad. It looks really bad. Um, but it's coming to Switch. The Switch it, can do better than what that looked like, in yeah. my opinion. I'm not sure if it's just, like, bad port job or whatever, but it just looked really rough. Yeah, it looked rough. Um, the first chapter of Deltarune from Toby Fox coming to Switch for free. Had a, had a cute little trailer, fully censored from spoilers. Probably one of my favorite trailers from this whole Very thing. Just, it, was, it was really cute. Uh, lots of dogs. Lots of doggos. Not an accurate representation of how many dogs no, are in the final game. Not at all. He was very clear to state that. Um, it's a typical Toby Fox humor. Uh, you've heard us talk about. If you've heard us listen to the show before, we did an episode where we talked about Delta Rune. We both played it, loved it. Very excited to play more of it. Um, I'll probably download this again for the Switch. Oh yeah. yeah. So it comes out Feb twenty eighth, and it is currently in development for PS four as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not just a Switch thing. Um, we're still a ways away from that game, though, so yeah, yeah, any more of that game. This is chapter one. Yep. The rest of the chapters are still coming, and they will not be free. Yes. Very, again, very clear to note that out in the trailer. Yes. And it's good. Like, it's good to be upfront about it. It's very like, hey, you can, you can play this for free, but the rest will cost money. Yep. Very considerate, because Toby Fox is still working pretty much by himself. He wants that team. <laughs> oh. You'll, get... you'll know. He'll contact you if he wants you. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And if you get that email from Toby Fox, you turn up. Um, oh, fuck yeah. You don't turn that down. Um, this is the director demos. It was a, a lot of demos in this one, uh, including a like a what was it called? The prototype missions for uh, Damon X Machina. Uh, I've downloaded this. I haven't had a chance to check this out yet. Looking forward to it. Uh, yep, I've played it because it's, it's like okay, I can play this Met game. I'm in. Like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, uh, it's it's promising. Again, I'm not judging it too harshly because it is literally prototype missions. Very early build, and they will be potentially sending out surveys for certain players mm-hmm. to sort of fill out and give them feedback because this game has also been pushed back. Yes. It would. It was. I, I, I don't think it had a definitive date, but it was presumed for early this year. Yeah, I think it's like Q1 or something. Yeah, now it seems to have slipped to summer, which will be our winter, I yep. imagine. Uh, so yeah, a bit, bit longer to wait for that. But the demo shows promise. 
if you're if you, if you're like, what the hell is Daemon X Machina? It's a mecha game because why not? Yeah. It had a really great trailer, like yeah. an announcement trailer for it. Yeah. it was so cool. The game looks super slick in screenshots, but at the moment in motion, it's kind of all over the place. Okay. Again, a bit framey. Performance isn't great. But like, again, prototype. Yeah. Early missions, I'm not judging it too harshly. Yep. And who knows how old this build is as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Game struggles sort of against the bigger bosses. Like, it has one of those... They had like the raid bosses they talked about where you get yeah. with friends and that. So one of those is in the demo, and it kicked my ass, and it's huge, and sometimes the camera, it's hard to deal with, because right. it doesn't move around heaps, but it does have an attack where it jumps up into the air and comes straight down. Ooh. And like, often it would just jump up, and I'm like, where is it? On me. It's on top of me. Yep. Gadoosh, straight Dead. down. Dead. Just crush. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's a bit frustrating. But like, the general, like, combat is fun. Mm-hmm. It's still sweet, like, scooting around on the ground on your, like, little mech wheels, like, Code Geass style. <sighs> Fuck yes. Just screeching around, shooting things like with your machine guns and your missiles on your shoulders and all that. Except I'm checking, I'm going to boot it up post-work tomorrow. Yeah. Very cool that you, again, I still like that you can, when you you do kill an enemy mech, you can go up to its corpse and like salvage parts and take them back to the hangar. When the mission ends, you're going to attach them to your mech. That's cool. So it adds some extra customization. It has, it has, I don't know, I get this like Mad Max vibe to it where it's like scavenging for shit and like rebuilding stuff and like repurposing it yeah uh story seems really bland so far but again i don't want it just prototype missions it could get better but yep. i am excited for it and it, it was actually just good to play it like yep. even though i'm just like look i have some concerns about a few things but i think i think there's enough there to get me to buy it when it comes out well if you you know you might get the uh the email yeah the survey. Be like hey look guys feedback. uh performance a bit rough yep uh character's a bit bland yep camera's a bit of an issue Honest, honest, but fair feedback. I think will be greatly appreciated. But I love being in a mech, and I can customize it fully. So, thank you. <laughs> um, all right, we got a bit of a rundown of like one of which is pretty neat because uh, it came out of nowhere. One is just a shock to me. Yeah, um, we, we got like a, like the, the like the headline sizzle speed round, basically. Yeah. yeah, the sizzle reel. Um, Grid Autosport is coming to the Switch. Looks really nice. Neat. Uh, I'm not really into those other games, but. Um, it's another Codemasters yeah. um, racing sim. Pretty cool it's coming to the Switch. Yes. A whole bunch of cool stuff to it. Um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. How it's on is, everything now. How is this running on Switch? Yep. I, I, how is this running on Switch? And, like, it, this is just another testament to, so, like, the Microsoft Nintendo buddy well, up. Apparently this, is a bit, this was in develop, development before that. Okay. So this is right. the, from what I've heard from people on the internet, this is being done by the studio that ported Dark Souls to Switch. Oh. So I think this has been their next project. Um, well, that, that's not Panic Button, no? No, no, no. 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 It's Q-Lock or something like that. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, Hellblade on Switch. You better in, you'll be able to play in handheld mode, plug your headphones in. Sit in bed. Yeah, and just with, oh god, under the covers. Yeah, I'm suddenly un, unwilling to do that. <laughs> um, Sometimes you, you know how you plug games in to get the like you plug your headphones in to enjoy the audio. Mm-hmm. You do it in this one because you have to, not because you enjoy it. Yeah, it's not going to be an enjoyable no, experience, no. But it will be, but it won't be. Yeah, but yeah, like if you haven't played Hellblade yet and you've been waiting, like get it now on Switch. Just mm. do it. Hundred percent. Eventually, you have to play that game, and I will, I will make sure you do. I need to. Yeah, I need to finish it. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, yep, just a cheeky reminder that's coming out. Now, is that, 
it's coming out April 23rd. Is that the date for the others? Because wasn't it coming later? I feel like it's, it's coming out in March. Oh, okay. I right. think Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out in March. 11. 11? 12, man. You're, you're in the future. Yeah, man. Sorry, I've, I've, I've... Spoilers. Blinked into the future. Yeah, no, I think I feel like it's got like a March release date for some reason. Maybe. I'm, I'm seeing April 23rd. Okay. Maybe I, it is going to be I thought they said it was going to be like late. Maybe that was like miscommunication. Or was it just, was it just implied because um, they had the date for those platforms and not Switch? Right. And everyone's like, oh, is it coming late? Turns out Nintendo apparently just want to be like, no, it isn't. We're saving that for our own thing. Wait a second. In Europe it is. In Europe it's coming out May 10th. Oh. The Switch. Oh, whatever. Right. Cool. Good. Sure, why not? Anyway. Way to go, Europe. We're a part of them, yeah, so... Yeah, cool. I think, technically, like, we group into them. Yeah. Um, Unravel 2 is coming to the Switch. Looked not great. Uh, was it just me, or did it look not good? Uh, look, it's hard to say, honestly. I Because I feel like I've seen... like Some of the video I've seen of Unravel 2 in action on other platforms looked a lot better than that. Yeah, to me, it honestly did just look like... It's, this is probably similar to how when you looked at Dragon Quest Eleven, you were like, yeah. Yeah. I don't sure. know, like, but... Yeah. I don't know. It, it, was, it was weird. Honestly, like, if a game's going to take a visual hit, like, Unravel 2 is not going to miss much from it. Mm. As long as the mechanics are maintained. Um, Especially the co-op stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you're to play that with, like, uh, two Joy-Cons. Yeah. Because I don't think there's many button inputs for it. That's a good point, actually. That might be possible. It's a really... It'd be a good cool selling idea. point for that cool game. idea. Um, Kyron and A hype for this one. Assassin's Creed Three Remastered coming to the Switch with all of its DLC and also Assassin's Creed Three Liberation. Speaking of games that looked bad, oh yeah, looked bad. Cool. I mean, it is a bad game. So that's all I hear. As have you played? I I haven't played it, but I've heard I heard good. enough I, about it from like from it. our group of friends saying that it's not good. I don't like it at all. Um, so it comes off Liberation, which is neat. But yeah, the game looks rough, and there are better like hey. Hey Ubisoft, get the Ezio collection on Switch. Don't put three on. Yeah, there. that's that's the one. Like, come on, that's the one that that's where you make your money. Ezio is the money maker of these Assassin's Creed franchises. Not Connor. Yeah, fucking oh god, people love Ezio. Oh well, you still see Ezio's popping up in like cosplays at cons. Yeah, Ezio because he has see the coolest design. Ezio. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, it was pretty dope, and he was also a cool character as he well. Was. Um. Kyron, you want to you want to run us through the Final Fantasy rundown? So yeah, we got a little Final Fantasy block, uh, pretty brief, like nothing huge. No. Uh, so if, people have been wondering because there was Nintendo had done some like Switch ads recently, I guess, sort of like Play Anywhere ones, mm-hmm. and uh, Final Fantasy VII showed up in one of them. And mm-hmm. it simply said, "Coming soon." We now know that the date that it will be dropping is March twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody, cute name, is hmm. coming to Switch on March twentieth. And Final Fantasy Nine, Final Fantasy Nine got stealth dropped. Yep, and came out that day. Now that's funny for it's it's cool because it's Final Fantasy Nine on Switch. Yeah, but it's also funny because it's an amazing tweet because this week just so happened to be the twentieth anniversary of Final Fantasy Eight. Now Final <laughs> Fantasy Eight at this point is not available on PS4 or Switch or anything. Yeah, so people were like, "Well, you know what? If there's a direct this week." 20th anniversary could be a really good platform for Square to be like, and yes, we are we are honoring Final Fantasy VIII. Instead, 
we got a Final Fantasy IX stealth drop. That's fucking it's so brutal. In, it's so insulting. I mean, I actually did some... I was, I was doing some digging after this. I'm like, why? Why is this? Apparently, again, this is a situation that, that actually happened to them with Seven as well. Apparently, they don't have the source code anymore. Oh! So this apparently happened to Seven as well, and they had to, like, reverse engineer a port from their PC port. Fuck! So I don't know if, I don't know if that's what's holding them up from actually honoring Final Fantasy VIII, but currently, yeah. You can play 9, though, and soon 7, and 10, and 10, 2, and 12, and Chocobo Dungeon, whatever. Not 8, And though. the Pocket Edition of 15? Yeah, Pocket Edition yeah, of 15. Got plenty on there. Not 8, though. Not 8. Sorry, Squall. Oh, boy. Sorry, when you Squall, previous point in school, but not, not on Switch. <laughs> um, Cool. So, we we got two announcements left. Um... Two pretty awesome announcements, if I'm being completely honest here. Yeah. Um, the first one was we got a look at, our first look at a game called Astral Chain, uh, which we discovered is the new Platinum joint uh, I, for the Switch. Watching the, watching a trailer play out, I thought for sure it was something Xenoblade related. I just got right. massive Xenoblade vibes off of it. And I know that Monolith has been quiet since Xenoblade 2. Right. And then the combat started playing out, and I was like, wait a second. I was like, this is Platinum, baby. This isn't an RPG. This is Platinum, baby. And then, yeah, at the end of the trailer, like, the, like, they went over, like, the director and, like, yeah. being supervised by by um, Hideki Kamiya. And yeah, stuff, and, and like, the, the, the director from fucking... Ne- Nier Automata. From Nier Automata. Oh, boy. Yeah, and then it got to me in, in the P show, I'm like, holy shit. Ah, oh, new Platinum games. Platinum, out of nowhere with this. And, and the best way to describe how this game looks, future... Anime cops with like revengeance sort of gameplay. Yep, and like weird, like yeah, summoning, like, sp- like astral projections of people that seem to be handcuffed to the cops. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I'm here for it. Even like implications of stealth, which is why I thought of like um, revengeance, right? Because you could stealth take out enemies yep. and like scanning in street situations and like like. Like, like detec- detective mode as well, like, like threat detecting. Yeah, yeah. There's like a detective mode where it was like, um, I, you're watching like a, like a train, like a a bridge collapse, and you're watching like the hologram of like what actually happened over like overlaid the um the I'm real very, world. Very very curious about this game. Yeah, me too. I don't know how it didn't leak. Like, Platinum yeah. Games has just been working away on this. Yeah. Also got confirmation that Bayonetta three is still in development. Yes. Probably not going to show up this year. Nope. So, uh... We'll still, you know... I had a, that on my team in my fantasy career, so that's gone. Bit of a bit of a dead spot there, take a, unfortunately. Taking a, a hit. Yep. But, uh... Instead, Astral Chain, which, man, if I could go back in time and not bit on Bayonetta, I wouldn't. I'd snap this one up immediately. Fuck yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it looks really... It looks a bit rough, but gameplay looks good. Yeah, I, I look... I think it looks good enough. Yes. Um... But I just... I It's future anime cops... Let's go. By Platinum. There's, yeah, by Platinum. And like, there's that part where they're like, chasing the guy down the street and like arresting him. Like, yeah, so I'm wondering if it's going to be it's gonna be like open areas. Like, yeah. Bayonetta 2 did have some. It's true. Yeah. Like, they, were, they weren't really massive, but they had some open areas with people. And, and that's stuff. the thing. It doesn't have to be no. massive, sprawling areas. If, if there's stuff to do in that, in that small area. Nero Automata is a good example of that. Like, the yeah. maps weren't overly big in that, but there was stuff to do in them. And, um, it, and it found fun ways to make you not like you didn't get sick of going back through those areas. Yeah, it, it had ways to do it, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it definitely did. I'm interested to see what they're taking away from, like, all of that to put in... Yeah, Platinum just keeps... They just keep making... They keep getting better. They're just like, what if we just fucking do this weird future anime cops game? I'm like, yes, please! They've got my money. I'm just, but the, other thing, the other cool thing about it was um, August 30th. Yeah, we got a date. Well, actual, like, zeroed-in date. I just um, didn't expect it. Yeah. It's wild card entry. Nowhere. New um, Platinum game with a date. And then as if we thought it couldn't get any better, though, Kyron. Uh, we got a trailer. For a game that I'm, I've, I'm only familiar with with people's recollections of it. I've never yeah. actually played it myself. When the when the trailer started and like those waves, it's like, oh my god, I know what they're doing. Yeah, um, Link's Awakening. So this is actually interesting because I feel like maybe not so much this year, but definitely last year there was so much talk of a Link's Awakening remake mm-hmm. because people, were, I think people thought it was going to be similar to a Link Between Worlds. Yeah, and sort of fill that void on the 3D, yeah, sort of like it's like a filler title, maybe. And a lot of people were sort of touting it as like what was going to be the 3DS's swan song. Yeah, as like this was going to send it off. We're going to finish it like Link's Awakening on the on the 3DS. This will be like the hoorah. And that's on Switch. But yeah, and I tell you what, it looks really good. It looks, it looks adorable. Man. It looks so adorable. Um, I think I was talking to you before, like uh, early in the week, about it when it got announced. Um. It has like a bit of a world of Final Fantasy vibe to it, like the character models. Yeah, like your Link sort of looks like a chibi puppet. Yeah, um, I am so here for it. It looks, looks so great. Like, I, I will. The thing I'm interested in is I'm going to see. I'm curious to see the price point for this game. Yes, because I mean I'm not saying I don't want to go into an argument about the value of a game, really. But I mean, Link's Awakening was a Game Boy game, and it wasn't as long as most other Zelda's. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be interested. I mean, either way, I'm. I'm in. Well, this is the thing. Like, I, this is one I never played, but I hear so many people talk about it's it with really such good. high regard, and that a lot of people saying that it's like one of the best Zelda mm-hmm. games. It's really good. It's existence. just, and it's a Game Boy game. This was a Game Boy game. That's insane. It got remade for Game Boy Advance, didn't it? Or like, it definitely got. It came the DX. There was a DX version for color. For color, when right. they when they put the color stuff in it. But right. yeah, it's a real good game. Uh and honestly, based on the trailer and like the comparisons, it seems like it's going to be a one-to-one sort of remake. Okay, which is fine. Like yep. I'm down for that. Uh, I, I mean, I've got no problems because like, I'm not playing, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it doesn't doesn't bother me. I'm just but... really interested to see more of it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what the hype's about. Um, and also, I just I, again, like you said, I know I'm going to enjoy it because it's a Zelda game. Um, and like a top-down like Zelda game, I haven't played one of those for a while. So yeah, like oh, probably since the Link Between Worlds. <laughs> Well, yeah, actually. And that was really good. It was very good. Game was super uh, good. But yeah, Link's Awakening is coming back. Only a vague 2019 date, so... Yep. It'll be interesting to see if it makes this year. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I see no reason for it not to. Well, the the, the snippets they showed looked pretty good. And again, the, um, the rumours have persisted for at least a little while that this game was coming. So, I mean, I, I do believe it's coming this year, but I guess we'll see. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was the Nintendo Direct. That's So, yeah, that's it. That's it. It was big and like there was lots of information. Lots of cool shit in there. Um, I'm happy. I was full. When, I I, was, when yeah. it finished, I was just like, that was good. I was like, yep, nice. I'm con- awesome. I'm content. I know a lot of people were like, oh my god, Link's Awakening, Link's Awakening. I was like, fucking Astral Chain, let's go. Bang, bang. Um, that got me pretty hyped. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, that's about it for the episode this week. We Because we've had a couple of weeks off. Um, we didn't 
call out for questions or anything like that. So, and again, it's it's tough on a direct week. Do like, well, we take it. questions? We've got a lot. Of, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, but directs, directs always like, oh, this might be okay. You know, we'll go, we'll we'll, we'll get through it. We always underestimate a direct. Oh yeah. Um, I even underestimated this one, but yeah, anyway. I know, I know, me too. It's, uh, but yeah, um, I think that's about it though for the episode. Should we take us home? We get it. I guess we will. Yeah, yeah. take us home. I'm sorry, but there's no point going in a bonus round because so it's outro. Yeah, all right then. As I said, it's just, no bonus it's, it's just weird. I'm, I'm just, I wasn't ready for it. I know. I'm sorry. Even though, even though you were explaining it to me, I was just like, yes, that's a good. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I can put <laughs> it in there for you if you want, but no, it's fine. Don't worry. Sure? No, it's all good. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> I'll do it anyway uh, as always thank you for listening to this week episode to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options podcast uh, we're happy to be back yes it's weird it's weird being in a post Kingdom Hearts world yeah I like, know I feel like I just got over being in a post Final Fantasy 15 world right and yeah, now I'm doing it again double whammy, man. I'm in the post Last Guardian world Oof. it's been a weird couple of years and... now we've got other things to look forward to like Death Stranding and imagine living in a post Death Stranding world I'm not ready for that Imagine living in a post-Final Fantasy VII remake world. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. Um, as always, yeah, we do appreciate you listening if you've reached this point, uh, because we've just been going through a Nintendo Direct, and it's great. I love it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Fire Emblem's coming in July. Yes. I expect you all to show up for it. <laughs> Everyone show up for school. Y- y- yes. Everyone show up for school. Sh- sure. I hope I can name a unit and get you killed. <laughs> no, that's mean. I wouldn't do that to you. I've got a blaze of glory. <laughs> um, if you want to keep in contact with us, you can always catch us on the social medias on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are just dialogue options. Uh, as opposed, as a, we also have our whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Yes, of course. Uh, Podbean, Spotify, Podchaser, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm running out of ones to name. Uh, any sort of review you can chuck us or share or thumbs up or anything like that does help a ton. Yes. Like heaps. And we do appreciate it. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX. Uh, recently, honestly, Joel, I've been tweeting about things I've been doing, like seeing Ninja Sex Party. Yeah, oh yeah. Which was great. Uh, the most recent not related to things I've talked about tweet he is oh it's Fire Emblem there's mm, Joker <laughs> I'm going for my Nintendo Direct stuff All right, so yep. uh, just rewind it was actually you know what it was we can go back to Activision it's simply a link to an article on Polygon reminding us of a time when Nintendo was struggling financially yep and Iwata took a pay cut yep you would mm. never you would never catch Bobby Kotick doing that god but like Iwata was a good guy Fucking was Nintendo was on was facing bad time and he took a pay cut. Too pure for this world. He was what a champ. Anyway, that's what I've been tweeting. What about you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac. Where uh, I last thing that I tweeted that was just me tweeting about something was uh, my wife bought me a late birthday gift. She bought me a ukulele. No, so I'm starting to learn how to play ukulele. Fantastic. Very bad at it at the moment. Learn by Um, doing. Learn by doing. Yeah, exactly. I've just got I've got to find time to set aside to just That's sit tough. down and practice. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get to the point where I can like set aside half an hour a day just to to run through stuff. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, but it's always like I come home from work and it's like eleven thirty at night. I'm like, ah, I can't be playing ukulele at this time <laughs> it's of not, night. It's not an appropriate ukulele it's not time. Socially not at all. acceptable. No. Um, 
But yeah, that was the last thing I really tweeted about. Oh, I've been. Uh, and seeing Mary Poppins Returns as well a few weeks ago, which was nice. Awesome! Well then, in that case, I'll let a wonderful outro take us out, and we will catch you guys next week. See ya! Bye! Options podcast.